We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. What is up, Insomniacs? Welcome to another episode of Can't Sleep, Bone Sleep. As always, brought to you by Bucket of Wind. I'm Cameron. I'm Mason. And I'm Matt, and we're live. And I'm super excited for the show today. We have a wide sloth slate of topics. Sloth, sloth of Holy topics. shit. But I wanted to kick off the show with uh, what I've been watching. And I actually have gotten back into... A YouTuber that I've been watching in the past, his name was Bricky Orchid 8 and he made this video. Who's that? Uh, he He's a Twitch variety streamer. But the reason why I like it is because he makes high-quality content about... Like 50 different games okay. and different gaming communities. All so it's right. a way to stay connected. Like I'm Neo connecting to the Matrix. You I'm downloading multiple games. To the Zeitgeist, the communities. I like I like seeing gaming communities as oh, a, okay. you know, as one of the raw gamers. I see. So following his channel is like your way of keeping your ear to the ground. Exactly. Okay. I and he made a video delving into the lore of Warhammer. And I can't think of something more neckbeardy, but also right. more cool than Warhammer. If you guys don't know what Warhammer... I War actually played one of the Warhammer games on like PlayStation. I was going to say, you've heard of Warhammer, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the thing about Warhammer is, it's one of the most extensive universes that almost everyone has seen, but no one knows anything about it. Right. So you'll literally, you'll see like sp Colonial Space Marines, Warhammer 40k. There are a few games like that that I really, really want to play, but... I do this with every role-playing game. I invest so much time into it that it literally starts to take away. I get, like, role conflict. That's where the I, thing. I want to focus on this game and furthering my character's goals and shit <laughs> and, like, accomplishing things in-game yeah. that I start to fail in real life. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm neglecting. Like, I'll get text yeah. messages. People will call me, and I'm just, I'm just staring down at my phone as it goes to voicemail because I'm running through Elder Scrolls V. <laughs> well, that's the thing, right? Right? It's I and plus I have a problem like I don't want to get involved into too many like lore based like things, right? Because I already like comics and comics there's way too much to learn. I'm not even an expert in that. But there uh, are experts. Is it an expert field? Yeah, I well no, that's what I'm saying. You become an expert in this completely made up lore that's really cool, but it's completely made up. It's not right. like, so my brain is full of all these fake facts mm -hmm. about all these different characters and watching this Warhammer 40 K video, it showed me a whole nother community that is such a wide and varied it's universe. Like Vermitide too is another game with that has a whole like lore behind it that I'd really interested in. Yeah. And, and the gameplay is really good too, which helps obviously. Exactly. But I didn't even know that there are whole communities and conventions. Yeah. It's just, it blows me away. And to see how like, these thing, these communities progress, right? Their whole novels. Are, are, I think that series is based. That video game series is based on a novel, or vice versa. Like there, are yeah, numerous books involved. Yeah, it's like the Same Star Wars Extended Universe. Well, it's like the Star Wars Extended Universe. I did not know that so many Star Wars fans were enraged when that was all made non-canonical. Oh, you mean he took it yeah. out of the out of the. Um What's yeah. that called? The actual canon. war. The canon. The canon. That's it. Okay. So for people who don't know what I'm talking about, Star Wars after the the main movie, the main trilogy happened, and then the prequels happened, during all of that time, uh, up until the sequel trilogy, right. there was what was called the extended universe, which were books, comic books, like um, 
Yeah, there was just board games. All of it was considered to be canon within the Star Wars universe. So you would have books with Luke Skywalker that are an actual continuation of his story from the movies that are approved by... It's approved by George. Uh-huh. And then when Disney bought the rights, they said, Hey, all of those books, all of the crazy lore you've been uh, reading for all these years, it's non-canonical. It's an Elseworlds story. It's not, it's, not, it's not in the lineage of the movie. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why are people so mad? But then I realized that's like reading a comic book for years. And then it's like, oh, yeah, all the stuff you learned throughout all the time that you you've memorized everything about your favorite character. None of that. None of that applies. actually happened yeah. or applies. And I can kind of see why you'd get mad. Same thing with the Warhammer community. Apparently, they are like huge into the lore. Yeah, I'm going to actually. Yeah, let's, sh- let's show them some pictures of it. Because the fan art for this game, type in Warhammer 40K art. It is so freaking badass when you look at some of the art that I think the makers of the game make. It's a I tabletop game. I have no game. idea what you're talking about. It's well, we were talking about Gloomhaven. Game. This is a giant tabletop game. Yeah, Gloomhaven. No, but I, this is a Warhammer 40K. It's even bigger than that. Really? Oh, yeah. It's huge. So is this like a D&T game or is no, it a video game? It's, it's video a tabletop. Game. So you buy like your figurines I know for the tabletop. I know it's a video game. Yeah, there there are multiple video games made. Like Total War has Warhammer so is, games. Is this a video? Again, I'll ask again. Is it tabletop Jesus. or video? It it's is both. primarily a tabletop game. Both. They have both. Oh, so it's done. It's, it's a universe. Oh, okay. That's like saying, is DC Comics a? Don't you dare! No, but crossover tweets. No, but that's like saying, is it a game or a movie? <laughs> is it a game or movie? Yeah. Exactly. And it's like it's both. And it's novels, and it's 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 just weird how the deeper you get into communities, you see like, oh man, there's so many likable things within there, and you can find parts of any community that you really like. Ex- except know, it's except just, furries. It's, it just amazes me. There's so many different groups involved in so many different types of universes, and there's so many levels of this shit. It's like we said when they have Star Wars, and Star Wars has people that took the characters, went off and wrote entire stories and novels and whole fucking quests, and and then got approval, and come up with... I mean, there's authors that have I made played. careers off Star Wars. That was literally a Warhammer 40k game? Yeah, I played the fuck out of this game. Yeah, Fire Warrior from PlayStation 2. I did not know that was a Warhammer game. Yeah, what man. the hell? Yeah. My first... Uh, gamer tag ever was Fire Warrior because of this game, and I got made fun of incessantly. And you knew, and we knew next to nothing about the universe. That's that's insane. Yeah. Well, I did at that time. I, I played this game over and over again. I but, loved it. But watching the these guys play the tabletop, you just stumble upon these communities that are thousands upon thousands of people deep, and it's yeah. still a super alive community. And that's the crazy thing about like Twitch. And YouTube, you just find these communities. Mm-hmm. It's like Hearthstone. Hearthstone's a fun game, but did you know that millions of people play Hearthstone? You know, it's, it's just... No, that, but Hearthstone's lame. Yeah, it is lame. Well, anything, like, it's like we said, any, especially the fantasy genre, everything can be made to be lame. I know, I'm just kidding. Yeah. If you poke holes in it, the, like, you see millions of people are fans of superheroes. If you start poking holes in that shit... Exactly. Sink, that ship sinks quickly. Well, that's what YouTube... Well, yeah. It's make-believe. That's my point. That's what YouTube well, reviewers mean, say all the I'm, time. I agree with you. We have to suspend some disbelief and yeah, not point I mean, out obvious on. plot holes. Like, that's like if you sit down and watch that... The Matrix and you're like, this is bullshit. Or if yeah. like you watch Avengers Endgame and you're like, how did Tony Stark figure out time travel? And it's like, <laughs> okay, bro, relax. Yeah, no kidding. just settle back. The only thing that's real is Star Trek. 
Yeah, yeah right. sorry. I mean, if you've ever seen the show, and I pointed out a million times, it's Star Trek tech that has come, come true. And that one show, it's about two hours long, was on Discovery Channel, lays out everything that George Roddenberry... Gene Roddenberry. Gene Roddenberry. Sorry about that. Gene Roddenberry came up with in the series that is actually true to life to today. Well, the problem, the thing is, I think that's just because that was the number one space tech kind of like uh, future you try, tech show. To say no, what I'm saying is not, all tech did not have the ability to everything come up with runs, foresight. Everything runs foresight. downstream from culture. And if you become the primary thing that nerdy dudes like, they're, that's definitely when true. When they get older and they're engineers and they're scientists, right. they're going to make your shit. Mm-hmm. Well, that's gonna exactly make the what stuff happened. All those people that were watching that went on to work in NASA. Yeah. They went on to work at, at fucking Apple and everything up and came up with and those tech. That's why I'm really looking forward to this Marvel generation coming up. We will have Super Soldier Serum soon. Soon. And I'm getting that injected straight in my veins. And it's not D-Ball. I want like oh the God. real. I want the real Captain America deal. Captain America. <laughs> I don't know if everything runs downstream of culture though. Sometimes you see, like especially today, like in 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 our world right now, there's a lot of cultural lag going on because you see more and more people uploading their lives to the internet via social media, and I I don't know about you guys, but I am not down with that shit. <laughs> see, I say that, but then Every, we, we I was upload a say, podcast. But at the same time, it's not like I'm checking in on Facebook. Yeah, like, this is me taking I, a dump. This is me brushing my teeth. Okay, I yeah. don't think anybody's doing that. <laughs> oh, you want a pet? Oh, God. Saying they here are. I'm taking a dump? I'm telling you, there's people that are v- vlogging. They're sleeping. They're eating. They're out enjoying something. I mean, how many times have you been out and you've seen some person pumping or pimping themselves up and looking good and right. angling it's the true. camera to go we oh look it. where I am the thing that and, kills and me bullshit. is like uh, someone in their mid-20s at one time or another coming up from the 90s and whatnot you've toyed around with the idea of being a fucking vlogger just because it looks like a great lifestyle but we all know those few people those few people coming up who wanted to be vloggers and they actually gave it a shot have you ever met anybody in high school who's like dude Sarah is posting vlogs <laughs> and everybody gets together and they watch this person. They actually know vlog and it's so fucking bizarre. But if and you, cringy. there is a whole other uh, side yeah, to why, that, but why is it cringy? I was going to say, here's the whole that's, other that's, side to I, that. I want to get into that because it's so weird to me that we watch other people vlog and we're like, yeah, that's that dude. He vlogs. He's going about his day and we're interested in that. But if you watch your friend Terry vlog, you're like, Terry's a fucking loser. Yeah. But how many times have I you guys say, I don't think, it's just a matter of like success that people gauge if it's silly or not it's like and also i suffer from the exact inverse of what the what you think these vlogaholics suffer from where like i'll go to cool places i have no pictures so now people will actually tell me like oh have you ever been like to like See, and i would argue you ever that, been to that concert yeah. and i'm like oh yeah i went to the concert they're like oh do you have any pictures from it and yeah, I and you're never not alone in that. You're not alone in that, and I think that's that's some culture lag going on. No, but there's there's, there's two shifting. Sides. There's shifting say. to it, and, and I think I, I actually that suffer because I'm not. I, I should be more of a documentarian when when you go and do things. I don't know if you. You're giving something away by sharing that experience with the world. You totally I would agree with that. No, but some you things have, it's okay to share, but some things it's just In the not. words of Hannah Montana, you can have the best of both worlds. What if you go and have a genuine experience, and then at the end of that, you take a picture to commemorate what happened? I yeah, think that's does a good that picture really you have can to take be, a picture. Does that picture have to be out on the world, though? No. But exactly. that's my whole well, that's point. My, yeah, that's, that's 100%. That's why I'm saying I think I'm suffering from the other extreme, to where like I'm so anti-like... 
let's take a picture that like now genuine I don't have private photos of like really cool stuff I did I, no kidding and the the scary thing is the human memory is fallible so I'm like that's did my I thing. do that I'll like I'm forget so I'm losing experiences that's my thing I forget them people are like oh you went to that park and I'm like did I I think so I think I went there they're like showing pictures and I'm like well I remember going there and you can also have false memories so literally if I just convinced myself that I went somewhere it probably happened I was gonna say <laughs> so now I'm literally just watching shows and convincing myself that I fucked a lot of the actresses <laughs> and that's my truth uh, yeah you gotta live your truth honestly okay Walter it's, Mitty it's possible <laughs> all I'm saying is if Moby can fuck Natalie Portman so can I and I just did anything's possible genuinely you have it's to keep mind back and he, eventually apologize no he gives us hope dude Come Moby on. Moby Daling Nat Natalie Portman showed us that you can beat the curve you can you beat totally the curve. Can. If you're a four, you can score a 6.5. You just just oh, don't talk about it out, out in public. Don't talk about it out in public. I'm about to shred you. Makes, <laughs> then, it makes, then, then it makes it not okay. Yeah. I mean, not, like it was nice that he was dating ugly Kira Knightley. That was nice. I would. Well, they're both hot. Kira Knightley is hotter than Allie Portman. The both of those girls look the same, and they what, are they, the hot can version of Winona Ryder. That's actually can true. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Do they have to talk? Oh my God! <laughs> you had to do it, didn't you? you? Had to do it. You had to do it, didn't you? Because if one will shut up, it goes up by a few points. Okay. <laughs> He's literally ten more minutes into this podcast away from breaking out a brown paper bag, yeah. <laughs> popping it over. Jeez. They're well, not even ugly. He's just doing it to disrespect. No, just don't want to hear the rhetoric. Talking about incredulous things that are <laughs> That's happening. That's the kind of guy where a girl's trying to dirty talk and he's like, shut the fuck up. It's better <laughs> <be able." laughs> just really just ruining Quiet. the moment. Quiet. It's your voice. It's not what you're saying. It's your fucking voice. <laughs> shut up. Oh, God. I remember I used to watch those uh, loving my one of my favorite shows growing up. I love reality TV. Love in the wild okay. was where they would match up these couples. Love in the they wild. They were not. There were two people who were not dating who would then have to act as a couple and go through challenges. And were they hopes, naked? Oh, that's it. Was naked both naked the, it was the amazing show. race combined with the bachelor and the whole point was to like become a couple while on the show and the show actually did have a couple of couples that were created from it that won the show but the best part was watching two people who hated each other but i was just about to say so you mean to tell me struggling to get they through. paired they paired two people together two people who previously did not even know that each other existed yes right and now they have to go do challenges together? Yes. Oh, this is a recipe for me to hate that person. <laughs> exactly. And so you would have some people, like a guy and a girl, and they would gel, and those are the ones who would actually probably become a couple or at least hook up on the show. And then you would have two people who would just clash, and they'd just be like, well, we're losing this challenge. Where you'd have like <laughs> one guy who played like D1 football, and then you have like a communications major who's like an intern at a marketing firm. Right. So she'd be like talking the whole time, and he's like, you need to, we need to get your backpack on. We need to run up through this jungle. And she'd be like, no, but I want to stop. I think I twisted my ankle. And he'd be like, come on. And he would just like, there would be, there are tons of hilarious moments like that where the chick's like, the guy's complaining, like trying to Dude. pack stuff onto a camel. And she's like, just go. For me, it wouldn't come even on. be like a physical challenge that would do it. It would be like a silly puzzle or something or like a word problem. Those are the I'd worst. Like, you're not doing it right. It's reality you're not TV. Doing it right. Dude, so that's the thing about the amazing race. I don't think I'd lose on like the actual challenges, like throw the watermelon 
Helen. I think I'd lose on just dumb shit. Like on one episode of The Amazing Race, they were like, all right, you can either go to this movie challenge or this camel riding challenge. And then a couple of people were like, oh, movies, obviously. But it wasn't watching movies. It wasn't film trivia. It was untangling film reels. Untangling oh, film reels. And every couple who picked the film reels came in last. Wow. Because it was a, just a giant web, and I'm like, it's those silly puzzles that would just send me. What's the up the a other option? Tree. I'm assuming was literally it racing was, camels. It was racing camels. Simple as day. The hardest part was getting on the camel. Ah, uh, dude, have you seen a camel like in real life? Way bigger than you. think. Way bigger. Way bigger than you'd think. Way like think Clydesdale, bigger, <laughs> bigger than that. But speaking of incredibly large things. Let's talk about the Snyder Cut that is coming to HBO Max. Again. Again. We talked about it last podcast, <laughs> but something has happened since then. So we we saw that the actors had all signed on to go back and do some reshoots for the Snyder Cut, which actually led to apparently DC is in talks with Henry Cavill for him to reprise his role in a separate Superman movie. Okay. How crazy is that? And do you think, how likely do you think that is to materialize? I'm fine with it either way. But you know how I feel about superhero shit. I know, you're out of it. But here's the thing. I kind of think, first of all, it was about money. Because he never thought he was getting enough money. And the second thing was, I think after the last movie, the Batman versus Superman, it was such a shit show. Because they actually tried calling it Superman 2 and it really had nothing to do with, except Martha bullshit, oh uh, had God. to do with anything, that it wasn't really a coherent story. So, first of all, it had to be a Superman movie. And then secondly, they had to pay him the right amount. Right. And on top of that, it's the writing of the script it can't blow. You know what? You know what we should do now. Since they didn't said it, said didn't write it properly the first time. Just do what every superhero movie does: break it down, start from the beginning. I want another <laughs> origin story. Well, actually, get this. Apparently, I heard the ultimate cut of Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice. I heard that Jeremy Johns just did a review of it, and he said that he thinks this is another one where. Snyder's movie suffered because of the studio chopping it up. So apparently if you watch the ultimate cut of the movie, there's a bu there's a whole giant backstory about like that Superman setup thing where he gets set up and he people think he was a murderer that leads to the Senate hearings. There was actually a ton of Batman backstory with Clark Kent investigating Batman that just got there was like 40 minutes that just mm -hmm. got left out of BVS where if it was included 40 minutes like it it's was like a three lot. and a half hours. He said, the movie like, turns out to be about he three said and if you half watch hours. The ultimate cut of BVS, uh, no it's a much better movie. Yeah. And it's actually a coherent story. And I think you're going to see a similar thing with the Snyder Cut where everyone's like, what is this that's, movie? Dude, movies can be too long though, right? And that's where it has to be a limited miniseries. Well, that's why I like that they're series. doing a miniseries now. I mean, three and a half hours long. If I sit down and watch that whole thing, I could fucking develop blood clots in my legs from <laughs> I mean, literally not moving. <laughs> well, but if it, you make, watch a movie like... Make it a miniseries. No. If, you're, you do, if you do four 45-minute segments, then I'm okay with that. Also, it has to do with pacing. See, BVS wasn't like a movie that like trudged along. And I think... Oh, it trudged. It trudged along. I don't along. think it trudged along. It was, it, it was my just what? okay. What movie? What? BVS. Batman versus oh. Superman. I mean, and some I think people called it, called it a dumpster fire. I don't think it was a terrible. Good, yeah. Dumpster fire. A good example of a movie that was three hours long and felt like it zoomed by for me was another Snyder film, Watchmen. 
You look at Watchmen, Watchmen, um, and then I watch the Ultimate Cut are, of Watchmen. Are you really record? You're you're comparing BVS well, and no, the Watchmen. What I'm saying, Snyder actually does better in the long form. I was going to say, yeah, in movies I, when I he has like three hours and thirty minutes, because yeah. I watched the extended cut of Watchmen and right. I liked it even more. I don't. I didn't think that with thirty extra minutes, I would like the movie more. That's fair. I'm not totally opposed to long films. How long was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? I like that shit. That, that was, was two and a half say, hours. That was like two and a half two hours. Two hours, it 20 minutes, three hours. two hours. No. But here's the thing, okay? You wonder as time goes on and he requires a bigger budget. Like two he hours, did, 40 minutes? Yeah. Is that what it was? Yeah. So it, it makes you wonder. That's Quentin Tarantino's movie. It yeah. makes you wonder. like, Because when he did Dawn of the Dead, the one with Ving Reigns, the really good one, uh, the zombie apocalypse movie, when he did that, yes. he had limited involvement from the studios. Can you see him what the budget is on that? Just sure. real quick. The thing that makes me wonder is the more he requires more money, the executives put their hands in more. And and it makes me wonder how much it alters the story because that that movie, Dawn of the Dead, was one of his best films ever. $28 million. $28 million. And then you go to PVS, which is fucking over the top. Probably a couple hundred million dollars, a million dollar movie. And then once again, we've seen this over and over again in Hollywood where directors, yeah, 250 to $300 million for a fucking movie. That is you, dummy. You knew some guy behind a desk is definitely going to have input. Where, where I just think these creative directors slash writers, because that's what they do, they write and direct the movies. The, the bigger the budget, the more input somebody else has. They seem to do better. Like mm. M. Night, you say his last name. Shyamalan. Shyamalan. Shyamalan Ding Dong. Well, even with his films. I love M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> you saw his films when the budgets got too big. They started to suck. His movies Airbender. sucked. The movies sucked. Oh, no, they just the were, last Airbender movies sucked so they're hard. They're just terrible. But when they go back to a smaller budget. Their movies are better because it seems like there's less involvement. One person steering the ship. That and and here's the other thing too. Um, what's the director um, of uh, the, the Spider-Man movies? Uh, uh, Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi always said uh, sometimes it's it's better not to have too much money and too many tools in your box because then you start doing shit you wouldn't normally do. And and that's the part that makes me wonder because if you look at some of the some of these great directors' early <laughs> films that. They do better with a limited budget. There are directors who definitely do better on their own, but there oh, also yeah. are studio directors, as yes. I like to call them, who work better with the big studios. Yeah, and Ridley Scott, and they know how to work with executives and Rid get what they want Again, and Ridley pick their Scott. battles. That's Whereas true. Whereas a guy with Zack Snyder, I feel like he shoots so much, and all of it is important for his vision. So that when they're like, "We need to cut something," he's like, "Oh." To be fair, though, we can't just say that these directors are just creative geniuses, and anything right. that anything that's bad is because of executives. You know what I'm saying? No, I Sometimes, agree. E like, every idea is not gold. We know that. I, I've said and that if you look Quentin at Tarantino. M. Night Shyamalan, the, like the movie Signs, $72 million budget. That's a pretty big budget. Fantastic film. Right. Same director does The Happening, right? Shit. Shit movie, Shit. $60 million budget. I so, did not know so, that. So Signs was really seventy-two million. Seventy-two million, and it was made. Yeah. It was made a earlier. long time ago. Yeah, it was made earlier. That makes no sense to me. Then that just shoots the thing a is huge here, hole the thing in my is whole here, fucking right? premise. But the thing is here, right? Happening. There's a good premise there. Yes. Bad execution. That's an interesting idea. But no I think that the director. Like the village too. The but village I think that that was a misstep by the director. Not to say that he can't. Yeah. He can't win, and he can't do a good job. We've seen him do a great job before. It, it, but sometimes. But, but does that go back to the point that it's the script? It. Is that the script then? 
because maybe his vision was good. It's just what he was given. Did he write well, that? Not only Did that, he write that? Also, happening? two things. Two things I think like combined to make Batman vs Superman just okay and Justice League bad. I think that you had movies that were accelerating the yeah, timeline. When you have Batman sense. being introduced in one movie and he's supposed to clash with Superman in that same movie, and then you're also introducing Wonder Woman, and then you're also introducing Aquaman. The Flash, Aquaman, and Cyborg, all, you're teasing all of that in one movie, yeah. and you need to give him... For for accelerating the timeline like that, you need three hours and 30 minutes. I'd be pulling my hair out to make that movie two hours. Here's the thing, though. You, you know what you don't need in that movie, then? This what? is what you don't need. You don't need Aquaman's backstory, Wonder Woman's backstory, they didn't have, Cy Cyborg's and, backstory. And you don't need BBS, and here, they only had the icons for Flash, Aquaman, and Cyborg. And here's what you really here's what you really don't need. You really don't need uh, Batman's backstory. I mean, we've heard that fucking backstory so many times. Some fucking kid yeah, the only reason in, in, in a third world country in, in, in fucking bumfuck nowhere knows where Batman comes Robert from. Robert Pattinson's like, hey, check this out. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody fucking needs this backstory Reverse, again. reverse. But that, well, that's my whole point. Because my thing is, I wouldn't mind another Batman story if it was a fucking story. I don't want it. I know his origin. Don't give me 20 minutes of his origin again. We, we talked about this on our DC Don't versus Marvel it. episode. Yeah. It's the problem of the DC characters. They're too well-known and well-liked. It's not like you have a character like Iron Man where you can kind of have fun with it. You have so many Batman hardcores. I don't know. I disagree. That, yeah, I, yeah. Made, I made my stance clear on that. Yeah, I was going to say. Well, yeah, but I will say I think that we're going to get a lot out of... It's very interesting. They can... It can be huge. Do it, do it right, and don't rush. Because Every it's DC weird. I, I love Man of Steel. Rushed. I and know you guys didn't like Man of Steel. I thought it was the best Superman movie ever. But now directors... Yeah, but the I think low. so, too, but the bar wow. is low. I don't wow, like the... Christopher Reeves so is just too campy. Didn't have Christopher Reeves. No, I'm saying the Christopher Reeve movies. Oh, but that's my whole point. That's what you had for years. Don't tell me you I'm go from... I'm saying the bar is low. Yeah, well... That's uh, what I'm saying. Oh, you're saying that that was such shit. Yeah. yeah. By comparison, done, Henry made a Cavill couldn't have done yeah. oh, I, I, I thought you were saying the bar was the other way. But no, I, I just thought it was great. I mean, you had Russell Crowe. I mean, Snyder and Henry Cavill. And, I, think I mean, Kevin Costner. What a fucking great movie We that went was. from director's cuts bad. being almost a non-existent thing. Like, in the early 2000s, when I was growing up, director's cuts were like the shit. People would go see yeah. movie in theaters, be like, I like it. They'd be like, I really can't wait to see the director's, director's cut. cut coming on video. Because Absolutely. then you would see, like, added blood and guts, and you would see, yeah. like, 15 extra scenes. And Nipples they would have to, and shit. They, well, you, you remember one of our favorite things to do when you when you used to get Blu-rays is you could go into the deleted scenes and be like, what the fuck were they going to put in? that? Yeah. Exactly. But now th that, that fell out of vogue in the early 2010s. And it was just about the studio version of the movie. That's all pretty much people watch. And now we have uh, a director's cut being released on a streaming service. I think center stage kind of trying to revive the whole series. I well, think, I think we don't watch deleted scenes or anything like that anymore because people don't buy discs. You know, that's true too. You stream, yeah. you just click on the title and play. If you bought the disc, then you would get the deleted scenes. Well, there are entire anymore. movies where yeah. you would like be in the menu system, and there was a f they're like fucking mini games. It was no, so literally like an extras tab. Yeah, and I'm so like, that is okay. gone. You're dating yourself when you say that. 
Welcome to my yeah, world. Yeah, I remember. I used to see scene selection screens. You remember that? And yes. you, they would have yeah. like the soundtrack of the movie playing, but only like a 30-second snippet. So you'd hear, hear like the Especially same 30-second snippet over the director's over cut Where the director would do in commentary. commentary. Oh, oh, commentary tracks. Great. That's how you know you're a nerd. Yeah, when I you're actually like commentary tracks. tracks. Yeah. Yeah. Those don't exist anymore. No. You're not having those anymore. No. And but. I, I do think it's cool to see that a director's cut is being brought back to the limelight and that it might actually carry real implications for those characters. This is actually pretty consequential. How the Snyder Cut is received affects whether there's going to be more Superman movies. It's actually going to affect... No, they're going to do more movies. You're talking about the prime cut of DC, one of their money bags. They're going to do more movies. What this is actually going to do, and I said before... I've said before, is it's smart. They're going to spend $45 million. They're going to get in when, uh, versus what they were spending on Westworld. I mean, $110 million a season. It's another cash grab, man. It, it is, because you know, you're getting content, and if you're this getting does content well, for half as much. And if this does well, other directors will be like, I want to release mine and make well, more. Already we have. already talked about that. Already have. The Suicide Squad director wants to release yeah. his cut Where's now. Where's mine? Because he's like, they chopped up my movie with too. Two? He's on the fucking floor. Do you think it's going to stop with two? Next, we'll be hearing from John Favreau. I think Iron Man 1 should have been different. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Again. You know what? John's the one guy I would go, okay, I want to see his cut. <laughs> Who are we kidding? We're going to go see all I was going to say, I'd see all of the cuts. No, I don't think I would. Guys, Iron Man 3 was bad. It's not my fault. I'm just going to fucking change it. Fake Mandalorian. Oh my God. But I will say, wait, what? No. Yeah, I, I was going to say. Not Mandalorian. Um, Manchurian. Manchurian, whatever. Right? It's, no, it's, is it Manchurian? No, it's like no, man, uh, Mandarin. The Mandarin. The Mandarin. Mandarin. Sorry, you didn't get it right oh, either. I didn't get it right wow. <laughs> Blasphemer! Okay. Shame. Shame. But Shame stick. Do you think this is going to bring other DC characters back into their own exclusive films? Do you think, we already know Wonder Woman 1984 is coming out. Yeah. Is is Cyborg gonna get a movie? Is Ezra Miller's Flash gonna get some get some I hope love? Not. I, not. I, I, no. From what I saw Ezra from the Joss, needs to go dude, away. one of the best things I think for Flash is that Joss Whedon did all that comedy shit for him. I'm glad they're yanking all that out of there. Nothing was more cringy Damn, than watching son. Justice League in theaters and he just hearing crickets every time the Flash made a joke. It, that's because you know what? He's not any good as the Flash. Like when the, are when are they gonna get? <sighs> when are they gonna walk away from this fucking guy? Well, I'm serious because yeah, they need to kill the Flash off. No, no, no. no. As you Miller Flash, who's f- but, but think about it. How many times are they going to go? Yeah, it's not me. And we can't agree on it. it's. It, it's what, what's that old excuse they always? Oh, uh, difference, creative differences. Creative differences. He's had creative differences with five different directors. Irreconcilable. Now. Differences. Well, the Come problem on, with Ezra Miller is it's hard to fit stuff into his shooting schedule. He has multiple fights planned with women all across New York City. Yeah, and he has to ridiculous. get to sets. Yeah, but the thing is, it's like bang he's a bare knuckle boss. Boxer, yeah. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> he's got to throw these hands on the streets of New York. Yeah, on all fours. Oh, yeah. what do yeah. you mean? I'm done with him, man. They, needs to move, they need to move on because you're never going to get a film made. <laughs> <laughs> you're never going to get a film made with this guy. You're never going to get this. See, you guys shake your head, but he's one of the characters you know. I love this character. You know I love this comic book series. Fuck it. If this Snyder Cut does well, I want Ryan Reynolds to reprise his role as Green Lantern. <laughs> all right. you're Animated just gonna, you're mask just gonna throw, You're just gonna throw total water on it from the beginning. Oh, uh, uh, oh. <laughs> so, so I guess I'm not totally out of the question with what I just said. Yeah, yeah. I just determined that it's a hate crime. Yeah. <laughs> One of the craziest things about Ezra Miller's Flash was the way it ran. Who the fuck was like, we need the Flash to run like he's who runs like this? He was actually 
I yeah, ice skating. Like he was ice skating. It's stupid. What the fuck is that? I've never seen anyone run like that's just. It's such a bizarre take. You've never seen anyone run that fast. Hey, I was gonna say that's the optimal technique. It's the same thing over and over again. Oh, I can't get along with this director. I don't like his vision. I can't get along with this director. I don't. I don't like this. Dude, shut the fuck up and act. Pretend to be this guy when I say action. Here's the thing: pay pay him some money and let him go away, and then make a movie with somebody else. (laughs) No, I'm being serious because it's not just Ezra Miller. It's all these pouty actors. I'm not so. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to disagree with Henry that. Cavill's a professional. I actually really like Henry Cavill. But yeah. I'm not going to disagree with that, and I'm not going to shut up about it. It's just the point that we're never going to get a movie made with this actor in this role. Yeah. It, 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 That's and, why I think it's good they that they're, to move on. they're starting negotiations with Henry Cavill because he's actually pretty easy to work with. When Netflix said when they were working with him on The Witcher, they said the parameters for him. They said the training dates he needed. You know, mm. they told him he was going to have eight sex scenes because it's Netflix. I'm okay with and that. And he was he like, said. all right, we're ready. Okay. Dude, he'll he'll he's he's <laughs> like, I'm, I'm getting out the baby oil. I'm doing crunches. Like it, dude. Yeah. I'll he, be there in six weeks. He's bathing yeah. in Epsom salt. To get ready for some of his scenes. The next thing you know, next thing you know, he's going to be cast to play Caitlyn Jenner. Jenner right? Holy wow. moly. What? The biopic where he's Bruce at first is yes. a decathlete. And he's going to be a decathlete, fucking he's... pole vaulting and shit, doing right. everything that a decathlete Dude, he's does. Got a, he's got a strong and chin. And he's, he's so committed. He's going to get tits. <laughs> Stop. Okay. <laughs> I mean, Follow me, boys! I mean, dude, honestly. Or he, girls. If we're going to be honest, he would kill the preparation for that role, though. And if you think he wouldn't, he would knock it out of the fucking... He would go... He would even kill someone with his car. <laughs> oh! <laughs> to get the role? Oh. Yeah. I don't think so. Dear Not God. to get the role, to become immersed in it, the part. Yeah. Be yeah. Like, how, like, what did I To feel? become Daniel Day-Lewis. I am... My left foot. No, my God. Yeah, I am this person. But I do like the fact that <sighs> Cavill is just like, okay. Like, he's down to get in shape for all. He's down to do... You yeah, know, but that's his... What's his character's pace? He's getting he's, the fucking... He's surgery. an action star, so that's what he always that, does. Well, no, he always is prepared. Yeah. He always goes into his next performance. He's ready. He's When he signs a contract, he actually does what he's asked to it's do. It's like Will Smith. Will Smith has yes, said in an interview... Will Smith said, you know, I know I'm not the most talented actor in the world. Do the work. But he's like, I show up on time and I do the work. Exactly. He's, prepared. He's being humble. He's, he's being no. super humble. Yeah. But I the whole point that. is, I think part of what why we love Will Smith is his consistency. Yes. The dude is always at and, least Will Smith in his movies. And here's the thing, even if the movie sucks, You're right. he's, he's gonna, never not he, Will Smith. He's gonna be he's gonna You know he, what I mean? At worst he's playing Will Smith. I know, and, yeah. and even if it's a bad movie, he's there and he's gonna give it a good performance. And he's still charismatic like Gemini and he's still Man, there. Not a great movie, but it was still great. I didn't hate Gemini Man. Yeah, but it, it got no it, it got not, no traction. Not a great like, movie, but it was good. like eating tofu. It was like I'll survive. It wasn't I mean it was forgettable. I'll survive. It was, it was forgettable. Are you gonna watch it again? Yeah. I I mean I no. No, exactly. exactly. That's my whole point. It's like going to a tofu restaurant. You have it once and you're like, that was okay. You're equating Gemini Man to tofu. It was probably better than you I was better than I thought it would be, but I'm never now, having it if again. He had banged the actress in the movie take it up and down oh my god <laughs> how funny was that with the witcher i feel That's like there was a funny this, stance this movie would be better if it were porn i think people are so people are so <laughs> Add a little porn i don't want to say it, i don't want to say barbaric but it's like i think you could have like a number of sex scenes curve with enjoyment audience enjoyment and i think with the witcher they hit the threshold oh, where it just yeah. went exponential yeah and people were like oh yennefer has like eight sex scenes and it just oh, is dude <laughs> this point of diminishing returns is skewed to the right <laughs> oh, i want more. renewed for three more seasons oh, yes god. please Keep it rolling. No, but it's true. Sometimes I think they try to change movies to make them too 
PG, and if they just make a movie like Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones got too big for its britches. That's too PG. No, P- no. What I'm saying pretty. is, in the early seasons, so. in the early seasons, Game of Thrones was like, "We're the tits and dragon show. Get out of here." I it's agree all with about that. throat slitting and like. When do you think that changed? Because you're going it was under certainly that show at least up until yeah, the Red Wedding into the. Four, uh, probably like four, four after five. season four in season five it just became a character driven drama that kind of yeah. it threw like tits in there every once in a while to just be like you still watching yeah, are, exactly. you, are you awake you're still paying attention you, right? like, it was like the and, Netflix season comes and, up are, are you still watching guys are please hit the button yeah. 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 Say, and, you had to click on and, the fucking if you wanted to see the, see the nipples and still you wanted to I'm not going to speak for all guys but I'm such a fucking animal that like I'll be literally dozing off the episode and I'll be like is that a tip I'll sit up and you'll back was that was that side boom it's a man it's a shirtless man and it's like it's it's so like funny and i feel like shows get shows do that though they like start to it's 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 too pg it's too pg they try to outsmart themselves or they're like bigger audience don't do that if a movie is r Keep it R and keep it rolling. Right. Don't turn around and go, well, if I clean it up here, I might be able to get this demographic coming in. I might be able to get more kids under the age of 12. Fuck that. You know what? Well, you know, movie, if they don't make it PG, then no one's going to be making TikToks about it. And if they're not making TikToks about it, then it's not going to well, get no, the you know audience. Well, you know what movie stayed true John that. Wick. John Wick was all about death through and through. Yeah. We're going to give you murder, blood everywhere. And and they never for a second were like, oh, we're going to pretend to be something we're not. Here's here's a giant 15 minute dialogue scene. Or or there's no fucking. Because you know what? We're trading fucking for shooting. Yeah, I was going to say. There's literally no sex scenes. John Wick gives you just enough dialogue to know that this isn't just indiscriminate killing. There's (laughs) there's a singular reason he's here and killing all of these guys. And everybody tuned in to see Ali Berry and he's is he gonna bang Holly Berry? No, nope, still was, just shooting people. Holly Berry was gorgeous. Oh, in but that they movie were though. still just shooting people. Oh, yeah, she not? Not when is she not? She yeah, had those. She, she had those two Belgian Malinois or whatever yeah, the German the shepherds, <sighs> just absolute monsters. Get into two dogs. <sighs> I actually sorry. don't. I actually sorry. don't. Two dogs. Two dogs. Never mind. Never gonna get it. Okay, I'll just keep rolling. But that's the thing, though. I just think that they try to like Gemini Man. I think it. If it would have been a better movie if it was R. You know what I mean? If they had taken the leash off, just That's let true. it be violent. If they just would have like literally just snapped the training wheels off and was just like Will Smith murking people. Making yeah. a crazy movie. Well, like Bad Boys 3. Bad yes. Boys 3. Oh, my God. Bad Boys 3 had Great some issues. Example. It had some pacing issues. So it had some yeah. writing I issues. I really liked it. But, but violent you, as exactly. fuck. You want to know what made, like, helped Bad Boys 3 out? It embraced what happened in the early first two oh, movies. Oh, hell yeah. The first two movies were vulgar oh, and yeah. violent and crazy. Like, the scene in the morgue in the second one, Oh. Where bodies are falling out of the how truck. About, how about when they had the shootout in the house and they were just murking guys in the head behind the wall? Him oh, so yeah. and, and Lawrence. And, oh. and, and then the third movie, they turn it up to 11 again. And you're like, thank oh. God. Thank God. Because it's so rare to say that now. I'm done watching these action movies where people get shot multiple times right. and there's and no still, blood. Yeah, there's, there's no blood. They there. just go, ah, uh, and just yeah. fall down. Yeah. I'm like, that's not how people get shot. No. Not not that I would yeah. know, but we don't. Cameron's need that. like, I know. <laughs> yeah, I just I think it's crazy. Well, watch your seas, blood. <laughs> they bleed, and and, and I, I just don't understand why they just don't consistently like with horror movies. Just keep going. If it's an R horror movie, it's R. Well, you were talking about in the news recently, Upgrade. The Upgrade, and you guys said you hadn't seen this movie. No, and, I and here's seen that, here's the crazy part. It's a really good movie. It came about two years ago. It's called Upgrade. It's about a guy. 
spoilers, a little bit of spoilers. It's in the trailer. It's not a spoiler. He's in a car accident, paralyzed, quadriplegic, and uh, a scientist shows up with a chip implants it in his neck that gives him the ability to reboot his body, has an to walk again. A walk, move, interact with uh, uh, with the internet. He's fine. He's fine. And yeah. and has an AI in his head the entire time. Yeah. And it's an incredible movie. If you haven't seen it, it's it's kind of like that other movie where the guy Hardcore Henry, Hardcore Henry, but it's better than Hardcore Henry in my opinion. I heard it, I heard it was like Hardcore Henry, but with a better story, much much better story. And now Hardcore uh, Henry is kind of gimmicky. It got old, but that it was really kind of the point. But it was short enough. It was yeah, short exactly. enough to where it wasn't ridiculous. Just, just as soon as it started getting I was too, like too okay maybe I've tooth. seen enough of this and it ended and, and it, I was just like, like that I would agree with it that it was awesome because well yeah they were like oh you're getting bored let's have the craziest action scene and end it and, right it, and that's exactly what they did but with upgrade it had a story it had a premise had a great a great story and then at the end of the movie it gave you there's more and then now it turns around Bloomhouse Bloomhouse TV division the guy who came up with the Invisible Man is actually one of the people who, who came up with Upgrade is going to turn into a TV series so my thing is good or bad we'll see what know. happens hopefully it doesn't end up like the Bionic Woman TV show yeah well, sometimes people just ruin shit but sometimes I'm hoping, TV is where good IPs go to die yes it is because Bloomhouse some of their stuff on Hulu is just shit yeah, and I, I worry know. about that. Well, it's like people were talking about that Castle Rock show where they're like, Castle Rock's going to change the landscape no, of TV horror. No. And then I watched the first two episodes and I'm like, cancel this. Yeah, it was just not good. I don't know what that is. That's, exactly. It was like the Stephen, Stephen, Stephen King universe. King universe yeah. Everything's in one town. Exactly. So you have like The Thing, you have The Pet Cemetery, or like whatever. Cujo, everything all Maybe not The Thing. One. I don't think The Thing is Stephen no, King. It's but not. it's okay. But you know what I'm saying. They had <laughs> right. like everything is in the same town. Right. So if it was within but a it moved Eddie snails and if it was within the Stephen King story base of all his novels you could possibly see those characters coming up in this his his show of Castle I've only seen one show do a horror TV show well which one Uh, well two I guess if you count Black Mirror but I don't really count Black Mirror Black Mirror is kind of like a Twilight Twilight Zone Zone today no there was there was one for me American Horror Story (sighs) does it actually fits it actually fits within the confines of actually being a horror property most horror TV shows no it wasn't most horror TV shows I agree with that okay let me (laughs) most horror TV shows I've found are usually just slow moving dramas that try to scare you and fail. American Horror Story actually felt like I was watching a horror property where they had decently scary scenes. They had jump scares. They were at least trying to set that kind of feel that you get from a horror movie. Right. Whereas I You're watch, talking about the last yeah, season. Whereas I watch Castle, not the last season. I'm talking about like the best ones, like Hotel. Each season is an isolated story. Yeah, so season one. Season I, one I was really good. A, a season one in the hotel, but I didn't care for. There were a few there seasons a couple, in between. Yeah, there but the last one seasons. was actually like a Jason murder. Oh, that one was good. That's I really like that one too. See, I like that one, but I didn't oh care for the ones God, before. The 80s throwback. The 80s was throwback. Great. Well, that's my whole point. And that feels like a horror movie. Yes, but you're talking the ones before that where they did the clowns and the other shit. The clowns no. was that was literally the that the example worst. just used was one of the worst seasons ever. And but but that's when that. you just were saying it was such a great thing, and I went, oh, and you go, it wait is. a minute, but. No, just some of their seasons. Have, well, no, are, some of their I'm, seasons are yeah. the best we've seen of a horror TV. Exactly, show, and I'm not sure. saying it's the pin. All what I'm saying is that to me is the only actual horror TV show. So it's going to be interesting. It's interesting to see what happens moving forward. And I will say the last season with the '80s throwback, I really enjoyed it, but it was a little too horror comedy for me. Exactly. But did you see? Did you ever see uh, Penny Dreadful? 
no. great yeah, horror but the, series. That's, see, that's the thing with great Penny Dreadful. Series. Penny, Dreadful. Really Dreadful. Penny Dreadful was more. It was a good show, and even but have it's more of a drama. Yeah, it is the Wolfman and the Frankenstein. It gave you everything. And vampires. Like you watched a lot of that werewolf show. Yeah. Uh, what's it called? Hemlock Grove. I watched some of it, but it went off the rails yeah. for me. Hemlock Grove the and Penny Dreadful are dramas. They're yeah, not horror it shows. Is more of a drama. Well, don't see. You're, Hemlock you're Grove doing Hemlock Grove with, Pen, with Penny Dreadful. Those are two Penny different Penny Dreadful is a better yeah. show. Better, much better show. Much better show. I don't want people going, oh, now I won't watch that. No. Go watch Penny Dreadful. I think it's really good. I agree with Hemlock Grove. Hemlock Grove turned into a fucking drama, just like The Penny Walking Dreadful's Dead. Cool. Like, just like The Walking Dead, which, in my opinion, is unwatchable. I, I really believe now that. Now it is. Well, that's now the thing, too. Like, first three the Walking seasons, Dead, the best well, thing no, The Walking yeah. Dead also lost... The, in the first episodes, you're like, this is this yeah. feels like a horror movie. Do you Absolutely. guys remember? It was a fucking event. Yeah. When the danger is real. Came on. Sure. You would invite friends over. Yeah. You would get, first like, three dinner. Seasons. You'd be first like, three. we're all watching The Walking when Dead. When it got to the farm... It was it, it literally fell off a cliff. Snail's pace. You know why? They fired the one director. And there stopped being real danger. And you just, you didn't get that horror feel anymore. What's, what's the guy who did the original series for The Walking Dead? I can't remember his, he actually wrote <laughs> Shawshank Redemption. What do you mean? Shawshank Redemption. Who got fired from The, uh, the he, Walking Oh, the writer that got fired. He yeah, got fired. And he actually like Frank and, something, maybe? Yeah, you think you're right. He, uh, Franklin, Frank D. Uh, something. Getting fired from the well, one actually, he ended up suing him because he was owed a whole bunch of money. That's him, Frank Darabont. 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 He actually ended up suing The Walking Dead over it because he's the guy who actually wrote Shawshank Redemption, directed it, and wrote off of a uh, one-page short story of Steven Spielberg wrote Shawshank Redemption, and then turned around and he sued The Walking Dead because he was actually brought in to direct and write the first couple seasons. Like I said, though, they said he was unprofessional. Erratic and unprofessional. Yeah, but here's quotes. the thing. Like we've always said, what do you need for good writing? You need a nutjob weirdo. Nutjob weirdos are the creatives who are going to give you the good scripts. Yeah, but Shawshank Redemption is probably one of the best yeah, movies if you, ever written. You need your freak. You need your freaks. Freaks are the ones who are going to push the push the cultural bounds. The ones who are going to have good, well interlaced writing. Because you kind of need a crazy. You know, kind of frazzled mind to think of all those overlapping character motivations. You need that for good solid to, writing. To go someplace nobody else would go. And when you have clean studio writers, you feel it. It's like Suicide Squad. Watching Suicide Squad, like every line of They're dialogue. Too, it was like, like getting hit with waves. I was like, <laughs> oh, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Where you're just like, oh, like Captain yeah. Boomerang makes like a joke and no one laughed in the theater. Because, and you're like, because oh. they're saying it, it's too politically correct. It's not even too they're politically push, correct. Yeah, it's but they're not, not even, pushing the no, edge. You can be politically correct and be funny. There's Jim Gaffigan. What I'm saying is, it's not just funny. it's just Jim Gaffigan is funny. Yeah. not funny. Well, well, when I'm watching Suicide Squad and I'm getting hitting, I'm getting hit by waves like I'm in Indi Indonesia in 2004. Yeah, it's a goddamn tsunami <laughs> and the debris is impaling me. Yeah, but <laughs> it's, it's so yeah, fucking bad. But my thing is, I just think Will that Smith's like, I don't miss. I'm like, Deadshot doesn't take his mask off. Yeah. First of all, first of all, that's true. He uses those goggles to hit every shot every shot <laughs> no no that's well the whole point true. is that's how, that's how he aims yeah I know it's how, it helps me 
I know. Like, it serves a purpose. I know. You're talking to the wrong people. We but actually read the comics. There's definitely something in Will Smith's contract where he's like, I'm not wearing the fucking mask. Absolutely. For, like, for that long. I'm Will Smith. I would, I would agree. But also, you need, like, also, uh, think about the, the cliche Hollywood writer in TV shows. It's the guy where there's papers all over the floor of his apartment. Yeah, right. People are walking scenes. in. He's like, he's like half wearing a shirt. He's like, I found the, exactly. the next plot line. Did you he's ever, got red markers the, drawn across sheets of yeah, paper. Yeah, did you ever hear the stories about Aaron Sorkin? Aaron Sorkin wrote the first four years of The West Wing by himself. Dude, a name like that, I'm shocked as Dr. Unabomber. No, but think about this, okay? He wrote four four seasons, 22 episodes, 22 one-hour episodes by himself. himself. Nobody does that anymore. When he left after the fourth season, they hired a writer's room to take over. Okay, so this dude... And I can't see the show wasn't as good. And it dropped off dramatically. But here's the scary part. So he was writing, like you said, right on the day... Each scene when they were doing it, the pages were coming. They actually said that. Well, he's coming downstairs with pages now. He's coming with the next scene. We're gonna do it. There was no, there was no reading table. That's super you know? scary, though. Yeah, but he was that fucking good. I know, but it's but your show it's, hinges it's crazy on that for guy. the executive. Exactly, exactly. exactly. That's why but those guys have to have cut- that dream or that belief in a writer no, of that. Yeah. And the writers and the writers usually cut their teeth. Using their great writing in a smaller project. Like I told you that one guy who did the Castlevania series for Netflix put his own YouTube animations out. Then the executive can see it and be like, well, this is pretty pretty damn good. I'm just saying it's tough for me to imagine someone investing like millions of dollars into a show. It's why one guy writing an entire show for four seasons. Steps off a fucking curb and a taxi takes his life. That's funny you said that because a lot of people were saying that when when they worked on that show because if you've ever seen The West Wing it's got like 22 characters and he was writing dialogue with 10 stories going on at the same time. 22 characters and motivations. You need to be thinking about that in every scene. And and they said when you were talking about a room with fucking stickies and and fucking pen marks that's, that's what his office was yeah, like I and, it. and the crazy part is they talked about that one thing they were like god don't let this guy get hit by a bus because nobody in the mid-season the they were stopped. fucked yeah they and were then, fucked uh, and, and they're gonna have a house of because, cards style blow because up. when he sold it he sold it and walked away after the fourth season they were like thank god this happened at the end of the fourth season because right. they would have been fucked well we were talking about this before it's like, oh, well, how is it possible that these studios are putting out these movies so quickly if a writer has to be thinking about all those times all the time? And I'm like, oh, it's it's simple. They don't do that anymore. There's no, the, the, yeah. the writing, it's gotten to the point where like YouTubers who review movies are producing better ideas and concepts than these studio writers. There are some good studio writers. I don't want to down them, but I'm saying it's usually the best work is done by the individual creatives who get the right people around them to help project what's in their mind's eye onto the screen. Right. That or it, in my opinion, what happens, and I don't know if it happens anymore. You had guys writing scripts that they kept under their arms for two years, walking around going, you got to make this or, or, or let me finish. You had guys like Ridley Scott who had four scripts sitting on his desk and he, and he couldn't get those movies made. So he went on to write another one and finally got the one movie movie made and when he got the one movie made that everybody wanted then they go hey do you have anything else maybe you could show us and he goes yeah "Yeah, these other four movies you guys wouldn't fucking make for me how about one of these and then they end up making 
his five movies. And totally. now, in my opinion, he's better than Steven Spielberg. Because if you look back at his range of movies... Oh, uh, he made Prometheus, though. <laughs> that was in terrible. That was a great oh, movie. Oh, you, you, oh, you... You know what he made? Gladiator. You liked Prometheus? Pull, 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 up, his, his, pull up his filmography. Dude. We'll read off his filmography against no, Spielberg's I'm just saying, any day. Indiana any Jones. Day. I just rewatched Gladiator. Jaws. Gladiator's better than better than Jaws. Any fucking yeah, day. but if you any look, fucking day. if you look at that example you just gave though, it's a perfect case study. Read down, read down, read down his movies. Okay. Are these? You need to look up the directing. Okay, fine. I'm because just saying it, that example showcases beautifully that it comes down to the individual because there are about four. Not exaggerating, four billion writers in Los Angeles. That's true. Yeah. No, 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 no. Every I single agree. one of them has a screenplay that they're dying for someone to I, read. I totally agree with that. But here's the thing. When we talk about some directors who can work within a studio on big budgets and get great movies made, I think he's an example of one. And and that's the part that you blows my mind. IMDb. You stupid bitch. <laughs> you, no, no. <laughs> well, he, I mean, he's just pointing out. You, yeah. You're doing a great job with Pull Googling. that shit up, Jamie. Oh, no, he is. He's doing a much better job. We got a new monitor, <laughs> great new tech, and oh, it's I'm working doing, great. I'm doing great but, but here's the thing i'm sorry i think if you compare those two filmographies and here's the thing what has steven spielberg gave us lately that's any good well lately no 100 percent. Okay. Okay. i didn't say uh, first no no of all, i'm not attacking you i'm just being good. passionate and stop being uh, like a sensitive bitch i'm not so here's the crazy part so no disrespect you're being a sensitive bitch but no, here's the thing that kills saying. me if you talk about one of his latest movies the martian holy fuck the martian is so much better than anything spielberg's even okay. fucking laced up. He's got some stinkers in here. Though. Okay, let's look down the Exodus, list. Exodus, Gods and Kings. Oof. Okay, keep going. That was a rough keep one. Keep going. American Gangster is good. All movies that he's directed here. Here, I'll um, show. Kingdom of Heaven is a good movie. Black Hawk Down. He has some really great movies here. Some. He did Thelma and Louise. Yeah. Yeah, but you're going from the bottom. You're not reading oh, anything. I'm going chronologically. Everybody can they, see it. The, oh, oh, you pulled it up on there. It's yeah. right here. Oh, no. Well, fucking read it. It's an audio podcast. What the fuck? G.I. Jane, Gladiator, Hannibal, Black Hawk Down. Uh, Kingdom of Heaven is one of the greatest movies ever made. No one's seen. Okay. Yeah, really? Pull it's a it good up. Movie. Liam I said it was a great movie. I mean, come on. American Gangster. Really Body of Lies. Robin Hood Holy is shit. okay. Prometheus is okay. Keep going up the other way. You're going the wrong way. Body oh, of Lies. Help. A, a gladiator. Uh, I mean, come on. The Martian. I mean, th these are fucking great movies. Okay. All of them. And I'm telling you, and some recent shit too. And Steven Spielberg, Ungats. Okay, sit behind your desk. But but here's the part that kills me. You, you, have, you have a production company. You know what? If if you're if you're uh, uh, you're right. He owns a production company, but yeah, hasn't done anything lately. Uh -huh. I'm talking about one of the greatest directors of all time who still works within a studio system. Yeah, studio things. And that last movie, Prometheus. You know what? Prometheus Not, sucked. I disagree. It it's a great Alien Covenant sucked too. Your opinion. Your opinion. Uh, uh, Sci-fi horror. I'm, I'm getting worked up. Sci-fi horror movies. Great. Not happy endings. I'm okay with that. No. I don't have to be a bitch. I don't have to feel good about the something. Fact, it's not the fact they didn't have a happy ending. Yeah, you're a pussy. It's you the are. The fact you are. It's, it's, oh, can it be happy? No. Oh, can it be happy? It's the fact, she realizes. Whoa, you want to realize? Watch the teletubbies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was the rainbow. He needs rainbow. You are so shook. Because you know what? I fucking started watching this movies again. No. I started watching this movie. 
Sucks. And I realized that okay. nobody talks about Pull his films IMDb. anymore. No one watches his films. Pull up and we're not talking about him lately. No. And I think it's yes. such, uh, such a terrible move. We'll see that, who that the market agrees with. Prometheus, let's see who the market agrees with you. Oh, you're going to go to uh, Rotten Tomatoes? Rotten Tomatoes. Metascore? Oh, my God. It's pretty fucking good. Seven out of ten? Seven out of ten. They're out of their minds. They're not. It's actually 84% like this movie. Yeah, I told you. It's a good horror movie. Sci-fi horror. Hey, Cam. Keep it. Get fucked. Seven out of ten? Seven out of ten. You're saying it was an amazing sci-fi movie. Go back and watch it again. Six, seven out of ten. I would say seven out of ten. I don't watch Joe Bernthal fuck a chick who births an alien. I remember the uh, this parts you of the movie. Know, the movie was you know it's a very very good movie. It's dark. Yeah, it's a it's, dark it's John, movie. John Bernthal, my bad. Piece of shit. It's <laughs> a dark movie, but it's really good. And, and you know what? And I rewatch I rewatched Gladiator just yesterday. That's and an I amazing forgot movie. Just how fucking great Speaking it is. Speaking of shit dropping. We got Last of Us 2 coming out. Last of Us 2. Last of you Us guys two. trying to get me off the fucking thing. It's and here's finally. the thing that kills me. Can I just say one more thing? All right. Westworld. Great premise. Okay. You just, you're, you're I'm on fire right now. Westworld. Let me, let me, let me finish. Let me let finish. Go. Westworld. Great premise. Start. Okay. An adult theme park with robots. You get to go into the universe and enjoy it. Okay. How bad can you fuck this up? All right. Instead of going into it, embracing the story of like doing a tombstone universe where adults you, you can buy a ticket it's and you can tell a story movies. and enjoy it. Then you could have done Gladiator, an adult theme park, go in, tell a whole story. What do they do? They do this AI bullshit, make it a yawn. And crap the bed with oh, it. Oh, Riho Boa? Have you seen that? No, I haven't seen it. You've been watching the third season? No, it's just too, a lot of people. You know what? It's like I equate it to Xanax. Whenever I want to go to sleep, I put on Westworld. Dude, Westworld got canceled. No, it yeah, didn't. Yeah, it did. No, it, didn't. It, did. it got canceled. <laughs> Are you serious? Why did it, it get canceled? canceled? It, it got canceled. They get, yeah, why? Uh, it got canceled. It took, there's a certain amount of time you can oh. take off <laughs> in between seasons. Yeah. And guess what? Yeah. No they, shit. Were, they couldn't get it done in time. It got canceled. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's just so well, fucking actually, slow. The problem I have is, I agree with you, they went outside they, the world. They went outside the West outside. world. Outside! You have the premise of having, you could have done, they had a World War II thing. You're telling me you can't do an adult theme park You're with a great up. story? But they fucked this up so bad. You should fight them. No, but I mean, how can you fuck it up? Put on some four ounce gloves. No, but how can you fuck this up? You're sitting in a writer's room. You're sitting in a writer's room, and you're thinking to yourself, "I have the ability to tell a great story during World War II, intertwine sci-fi, real horror, real people, real people, real people, and then I can't fucking do it. I have to go outside and make AI the fucking horror thing. You know what? It's just it's silly to me. That's why we have a podcast. Make your voice heard. I just don't understand. I, I just what, don't. I think that a lot of people share your sentiment about Westworld. <sighs> and you guys want to talk about Zack Snyder not deserving four hours for a movie. A TV show does not deserve an hour and ten minutes of my time. Dude. Yeah, I would agree. Ten different times before, for me to get an ending, which is usually a cliffhanger. Before yeah. we move on to Last of Us, I just saw a headline of. Oh, didn't read the article. Didn't didn't grab me. But I read a headline. <laughs> Clickbait. Clickbait. I read a headline about Ari Aster doing like a four hour movie. Dude, the guy who did no, no, Midsommar and Hereditary. Oh, he said Dude. his next movie is going to be well over 
force Who's gonna go see me it? with that uh, shit? Who's gonna watch Dude, that? I remember seeing we 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 went with my we went with a couple of our buddies. Who's gonna we watch were getting that? we got waterboarded by Midsommar. I, I literally at the end of it, I was like, please, no more, Ari. You got me. The movie's yeah. twenty. I'll minutes give you in. all the government secrets. This is a horror. You yeah. got me. They're the movie's twenty the minutes fucking... in. I'm looking to strangers. I'm leaning forward, looking at people I don't even fucking know. Like, do you see this shit? Are you seeing this? <laughs> I just don't understand. Are you seeing? And I don't do strangers, bro. But I'm looking. How does he get movies made? But again, you're making my point for me. Ridley what Scott's getting movies made, and you're telling me these guys aren't even the same. Animal. Well, it's because what you want to know what Ari Aster understands. He understands how to appeal to that. Demographic? The, no, it's to people within, who... Within the fucking boardroom? No, it's to people Fuck. who think they're artsy, but actually aren't creative at all. No. It's, he he kills it in that stratum. He is like an 100% boomerang. He's a pitch artist. Yeah, they're, no, he, no, he is the messiah of the faux artistic. He knows how to shoot things well. So people see his shots and they're like, this is shot in a kooky way. This is interesting. It's, he has artsy shots and he does little set pieces. And that... Yeah, but you know who does that and does it well? Who? Quentin Tarantino. We already have that guy. Yeah, who shoots things interesting. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's why everyone likes Quentin Tarantino more. But the thing is, <sighs> in that little in that little upper crust, you know, like the guys little who crust. the guys who watch you YouTube morsel on the floor in the corner. The guys who watch YouTube movie reviews and they're like, I could do this. I understand the cinema. Those guys love Ari Aster. Love him to death. And I cannot stand those guys. No, so sorry, I man. and he it said this next movie is going to be a Shit. it's going to be a horror comedy. How is he getting it made? Because I I just because they him. make money. Did those two movies yeah, make money? I'm sure. How? Midsummer made Who a lot of money. Who fucking went to see those? I just got my money. Oh, we did. Uh, fuck you, idiots! I'm gonna go see the four hour one if it comes out. Are you serious? You better not. I'm thinking about How it. How can you fucking pay money and support his fucking nightmare? It's just that's bizarre. the part that kills me. Can can we just say that I just told you why it gets made though? It's because He's a pitch he has Jordan. No, it's because he has Jordan Peele. He has Jordan Peele saying what that his stuff is beautiful. It made a ton of money. Cost nine million That's to make, how. and it, it made uh, forty six five times. And he's getting a and lot that of shit acclaim. Was dude, dude, he made the Wicker Man. Yeah, he made the no, Wicker he Man. Didn't, he no, didn't make he didn't. the Wicker Man. And how much did the other one cost? Thank God, dude. I was going to say, the Wicker Man fucking sucked. <laughs> Heredity. How much did that cost? Maybe I'm Hereditary? wrong. Hereditary, sorry. Hereditary was like, uh, it was just a wow. It was just powerful. okay. You were just to make sure people are listening. $80 million and what was the budget? I don't know. Let me look. Yeah, Mace is pulling the budget up, but it made eighty million dollars, and it makes you wonder. I guess you know 10 what? Million. Ten million. You know what? It goes back to that Blumhouse. The he's a fucking god. If you make a fucking cheap horror movie and you sell it right, there Shit you sucks. go. Yeah, but let's talk. It sucks, yeah. but you know what? He's gonna he made fucking eight times the budget. Well, let's, right. pit, let's pivot and talk about something that's actually good. I'm yeah. sorry. The Last of Us Two just came out. Is it out. good? Is it good though? Well, I know the first one is. Well, well like you said, the market good. has decided that Ari Aster's films yeah, are good. good. It's like when you say Jim Gaffigan's not funny. Apparently, <laughs> you're wrong. Because the market has decided because he has million, his goblets of gold. Yeah, he yeah. does. He it's does. True. Isn't it? Just not my gold. Some yeah. people have doo-doo taste. I'm not talking about Jim Gaffigan. <laughs> no, he's talking about me. I have shit taste. Well, it's well, like I said, compared to what... It's like I Ari Aster for me, funny. when I see I Ari Aster's movies... Don't, and I don't find those movies good. Right, when I see Ari Aster's movies succeeding, I liken that to when I see those modern art paintings where it's just a red canvas with a blue line down it yeah. Yeah. selling for $40 million. No, it's true. Those two things are the same thing to me. Where I'm like, people like those things because they like to seem weird and artistic. No. 
You know what? And then I like talk about the deep tones and how it reflects our modern but society. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't really matter. He made it money. Doesn't. I'm wrong. I'll be the first one to admit it. When you when you make a movie for nine million Dude. bucks and it makes forty six million, if, you fucking win. Even if it's commercially successful, we can still Not say that. that no, you, I can all say it sucks. But writing, he will get another movie made. All that deep symbolism and you're trying to draw these connections between what you're showing the screen oh, and reality to the viewer, whether you like it or not, it just comes across as like this deus ex machina. Yeah. And yeah. you're just like trying to connect. It, it, it yeah. feels random and shitty. It's, it's not ex machia though. I mean, please don't draw the analogy. Ex machia is so much better. No, deus ex machina means like Jesus it's and the plot machine. Device. It's a yeah. plot oh, device okay. people use. Yeah, I didn't know that. And it's it just, just feels, it just felt so wow. bad. shit. And it felt like I was like, it felt like he wanted you to be like, look at all the, you get the symbolism. Do you get the, do yeah. you get what I'm drawing? And I was like, dude, I got it. 50 minutes ago but yeah. the last of us 2 has just <laughs> released Evidently other people needed to get it they yeah. took a little longer so the last of us 2 has just released <laughs> and it's getting pretty widespread okay. it's getting a lot of acclaim it's yeah. got a masterpiece 10 out of 10 from looks, ign looks fantastic i saw the trailers graphically for everyone everyone has reviewed it even some of the reviewers skill up is yeah. a familiar uh he's, he's a popular youtube reviewer he didn't care for the game necessarily but he still said it's stunning to look at how's the play is the play game? it is it's gorgeous 10 i mean out of 10 from i haven't IGN, played it yet five out of five from games games oh, radar. metacritic metacritic like to to. yeah that's the one you want to go to because the other two they cash your checks Meta metacritic everyone votes on that no but that's my yeah. whole point and it i got mean 96%. ign they cash a check and uh game radar they'll cast a check on that too and but. i've heard very good things about it but the thing is i've also heard there were leaks earlier on okay and we have to be careful what we talk about from the leaks because sony has been dc uh, they've been copywriting a ton of videos who just talk about the leaks so i'm gonna i'm gonna well, dance we're not around. getting paid to begin with yeah. so i don't give I'm a fuck i'm gonna dance around certain parts i don't care fuck them but uh, one thing that uh, they said when the leaks initially came Don't out, show it on the screen, but let it play up there for a little bit. It seemed it seemed like when this mo the game came out, they did something that a lot of entertainment properties are doing right now that yeah. angers any fan base. I would agree when with you this. Have a fan, you brought it up, and I didn't realize When you have it. a video game that had two main characters... Yes. And then in or the, three. Or, or in three. The, and then in the next iteration, the next game, the next movie, you make one of those main characters an ancillary character... The, you're going to alienate part of your audience and they're not yes. going to like it. Yeah. And I think that's what part of the popular, you know, like uh, echoes from the internet were saying. The dudes who didn't like the game, they're yeah. like, oh, well, this character isn't in as much as yeah. I wanted him to be. I see. I only see why they would take umbrage with the story because graphically, I just. It looks uh, fantastic. Show the game here for to everybody for a second. It looks great. It looks gorgeous. I mean, I mean look it, at that. It does. And I, it's, it's, it looks like a fantastic play. I mean, it looks almost like lifelike. The game engine on is yeah. incredible. It's really good. But I that's it's kind of indicative of a pattern I wanted to talk about all across Hollywood right now. We're seeing there's I feel that there's a problem with studios or writers not respecting a character a lot or, or developing new themes in the plot by exploring characters that are still existing that your fans have connected to. Right. right. And it's I, what drew them in. Yeah. So they're trying to, they're deviating away and from it. There are tons of writers who can still get rid of those characters and do it in a way that becomes like a stylistic choice. Like, uh, George it's more R difficult writing though, isn't it? It is way it's, harder. It's way, it's way harder to delve deeper yeah. into a pre-existing character and make it interesting and fresh yes. than it is to introduce somebody new. It takes new. skill. It's much So harder. what you're trying to say is if they do it ineffectively, And there's not one skilled. writer I know of who's able to do both, but he takes so long to write and that's George R. R. 
Martin. Yeah. George R. R. Martin mastered it because he was like, okay, how dare you speak his name? I will show complete disregard for some characters and just kill them off, but it's it becomes a stylistic choice and it's actually an, it's a part of his good writing. See, I would and enjoy he shows he, respect to the character too because the character's decisions are what get them killed. Then kill him off. Kill yeah. him off in a great fashion. But what these what these new properties are doing? Idea. These new properties aren't even making the deaths of the characters meaningful. Dumb, yeah. They're just saying, "Oh yeah, that's done. We're gonna move on to something." Famously, Star Wars. Yeah, the new films came out and it it's felt a trap. It felt like the whole time I'm watching the sequel trilogy. Yeah, I feel like that that C3PO, R2D2, Chewbacca, Han Solo. What was those it? General are, Akbar? Yeah, General Akbar. Those, uh, yeah, at, now General Akbar. Before he got blown out of the air, uh, the bridge. Yeah. But I feel like all of those old characters were just set pieces for fans of the original movies to go. Oh, it's Han Solo. I recognize him. I like Han Solo, yeah. and it's like, it's, oh, I like Chewbacca. Well, but they didn't. Not like, only set pieces. It's a way of drawing. It's a way of drawing an audience in multi generational audience. Yeah. That's what you're talking and about. And the the best example of that for me is Chewbacca. You I look at Chewbacca, Chewbacca. But it feels it feels shitty to that audience that that's familiar with that character yes. and knows that character yeah. to, to go to the movies, be, yeah. see them be used yes. like a set piece to get exactly me to come to, see the movie. To steal Cameron's right. phrase because they don't add anything to the no. to the new story. They're literally just standing there. Yes. And it took incessant incessant bitching from the fans to get to get J.J. Abrams to use C-3PO as a plot device. There's, the thing that kills me is so much pressure. There's a lot. There's a I lot. That, there's really. a lot. People don't know about that character. There's a lot that well, like, no, yeah. to bring it back to Last of Us 2. There's a lot we still need to learn about characters that were present in the first film. Right. Or I mean, the first game. I'm sorry. Yeah. And they just completely, apparently, I haven't played it, but what the cr criticisms that I'm hearing are that they, they went in a totally different direction, they introduced new people, and they took, like, Joel, the main character of the, the first game, they, they took him and, and made they, him kind of a side. The side. They put him on the sidelines for a bit. See, I don't mind if they do that, if they gave him a glorious death. Or if they I give him something to do in that side position where it still feels sense. meaningful. Yeah. No, no, I agree. But, but it takes great yeah, writing. Just seeing, C, like, the, it took all of that pressure to make C-3PO kind of like a half MacGuffin. They need him to read the Sith knife. Then he has something to do. And then we're erasing his memory. That's a sad moment. But Chewbacca literally had nothing to do but shoot people with the 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 crossbow laser. Yeah. Yeah. For all of the movies. Also, it's a and, laser and gun. Why ship. is it shaped like that? Yeah, I was going to say. It, it's purely aesthetic. I have no idea. It's a stylistic choice. Yeah. Right? Not now, only that, it's the weapon from his world. But the thing I is. I know, but I'm saying that the, the bow, it serves no utility. You don't know. It's yeah, a laser. The, it could be a battery. That's possible. Roll with it. Roll with it. Dude. Say it's I'm just saying. You got to shit on disease. every part of everything. I'm no, just saying. You, you could have learned a laser why, pointer. Why yeah, we could have learned a more. Laser pointer. You could literally. You could just have a laser pointer. We could have learned so more shitty. about Chewbacca's family. No, I agree. We could have learned more about like why he does what he does. Why <laughs> we knew in the solo movie how he met Han Solo. Not only that. To learn more about. Not only that. How does he live for 450 years? That's part of lore also within the Star Wars universe. Give give him something to do where it's like. I would love that. Where it's like. Uh, Chewbacca is a central part of this thing, not just one of the good guys. When we're all the good guys and we're running forward and shooting, he's one, he's there. Yeah. Peel back his furry lairs. Show me more about his personality. And uh, the biggest example, like you yeah. said, they had other, they had old generals in there, yes. old rebel generals like Adm Admiral Akbar. They right. make him a general in this, but then 
they introduced Laura Dern's character to make a giant heroic sacrifice. sacrifice. They brought in a new character to do that instead of fleshing out one of the existing ones and exactly. maybe giving them a, a, a meaningful death. death. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And sometimes, like you were just mentioning this, they segue characters out of the limelight and they do things to do. In doing so, they make that character act in a way that they never would have acted. Exactly. And they don't stay no, true. No, no, Daenerys. Quickly flipping the switch and going yeah. Mad Queen out of nowhere. They don't no, stay true to characters, and we saw that in uh, that. that new Terminator shit. That new Terminator oh, film. Oh Terminator Dark Fate was one of the worst examples. Unwatchable pile of they didn't shit. just they didn't just use the characters they had. They actively disrespected characters that people loved. Yeah, yeah. And they did that. Great special effects, though. <laughs> if you guys don't know, say, in the Terminator action sequences. In Terminator Dark Fate, Mint. Terminator 1 and Terminator 2 are all about Terminator 1 is protecting the mother of John Connor. Yes. You can't Terminator let her two. die. Terminator 1. No, this is Terminator 1. Because no, Terminator 1, he, the Terminator Arnold comes back to kill. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, and it's so, about Kyle Reese protecting Kyle Reese the mother of John Connor. Exactly. Oh, I misunderstood. Yeah. Yeah. No, sorry. Sorry. That's Cameron's like, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 I thought, exactly I thought you were right. trying to say that a Terminator no. was protected. I'm sorry. No, 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 the no, second two. movie is about John Connor being protected. Yes. As a, as a kid. Then in Terminator Dark Fate, which is like, oh, finally, James Cameron's coming back for the yeah. sequel, man. He's going to give us what we deserved. Yep, I, I hated Salvation. Genesis was weird. I'm happy to have... Kind of like two out of three. I'm happy to have him back. Mm -hmm. And then what happens in the first... The three seconds. The first... For in the first, first three scenes yeah. of oh. Terminator Dark Fate, what happens? John Connor gets blasted in the chest with a shotgun. Yeah, and immediately I just went, what? Fuck this, what the fuck is going on? Because it doesn't even make sense. You could use John Connor, even if he's no longer the savior, if Skynet's no longer happening. I get that. I get that, That's too. perfectly fine. Why Give him a him? meaningful yeah. death. Or if you're going to give him... Yeah, his death Giving had... Give His death was literally death. just James Cameron Shocking. hawking yeah. loogie and spitting it into they the face of the audience. They just wanted you to be shocked. That's literally and, the only purpose. And then they go like, ooh, I subverted your expectations. And I'm like, no. No. Making shitty things happen to characters that we love. The reasons why we exactly. are going to the movies to see this movie. And, and then you kill them off in the first and, seconds. And we've watched him played by multiple actors in multiple movies where he's always a fucking hero or a hero in some way. Or it just serves some purpose to the yeah. plot. And don't and start that, your movie with a twist. What? You can start it with a twist, but here's That's the thing. Shit. I agree with Cameron. What you did is you should have gave him a meaningful death. It's just where, disrespectful. Where he dies to put off the apocalypse or something by doing that, and then they ha then they reboot it in and another way. Dark Fate also makes another. It's a car. It's a. It's, a, it's one of the deadly sins yeah. of the Terminator franchise. The whole appeal of T1 and T2. T1, you had this unfeeling killing machine that was nigh yeah. unkillable right you had you had him chasing you the whole time then to subverted your expectations and this guy who was still clearly a machine right. still clearly didn't feel emotions yeah was more human than we realized they, yeah, yeah they were able to program him and he was able to understand human emotion and that blew us away that subverted expectations right terminator dark fate it totally abandons the fact that this thing is a machine. Yeah. And Arnold, the the Terminator in Terminator Dark Fate, once he kills John Connor, it's like, okay, it's time to start a family. Yeah. And this Terminator I has... a diaper this salesman. This Terminator literally has a wife and kids, yeah. bro. But it's not a sexual what relationship. What do you mean? Yeah, it's so fucked. It's a machine. The whole point... It's so fucked. If you go back, it ruins key scenes in T2 where he's like, 
I know why you cry, but I, I cannot. Yeah. yeah. And then he's like, I have to go. I'm still a killing machine, John. I there have to no die. There will be no time for human spawning. So it, so it, now if Terminus can just it. feel emotions, why did he have to jump in the smelter? He could have just stayed with John the whole time. The whole time and after T2, yeah. It completely, and it just shows disrespect for the source material. And when you see creators do that to, to things that we buy into, we can't, how can you who's, blame the audience for feeling disrespected? Who's and in then, the writer's room, man? And then the who's cop the out, these room? polygon guys who are dying to... To suck the dick of a director just to get a job Polygon, in the industry. Polygon, The Verge, IGN, all of these guys are just, they're oh, dying. Oh, you're talking about the bloggers? They die for relevance in the industry, so they'll just suckle at the teeth. They'll say, oh, I like that decision. That was completely fine. It's not. And then they'll turn to the audience who gets mad and be like, oh, little man baby's mad because we killed your favorite character. Yeah. And they'll belittle the audience. They do that time and time again in superhero the movies. Does it quite a bit. And, and Marvel movies are they're like toxic, so variety. toxic variety baby man fan babies so, who like superheroes got triggered, and I'm like, what did no, it cost? we're just we're just upset with the way the story. I went. agree. I I think I I agree. And, and but that's the problem. They're writing clickbait articles, like you said, and they just want to feel relevant. And yeah. that's the part that I never understand because they want to be allowed into the room to see the directors and writers to try to get into a writer's room like you're saying they're dying they're dying to do, to do that so they have to have to i guess acquiesce to these fucking people but they don't understand there's a fan base out there that want to and have loved and supported these characters in these these movies for all this time yeah i mean the article is topped with a, a box office bomb wow that's that's terrible yeah well but, the it's just it's just terrible to me. I agree with that. And then they turn and they shit all over the public going, you should have liked this. There's no reason not for you not to like this. Dude, if it's shit, it's just yeah. shit. If it's not any good, and we it's see, not we've good. We've seen movies where you want, we want to like it. I oh, want to like Justice League. I like DC more than Marvel. I get no pleasure in not liking Justice League. This you know what I mean? Unbelievable. It costs 200 Roughly 196 million to make box office in the United States was 26.1 worldwide. 261. Is it? Well, that's oh, 261 in the United States. So it didn't even. I mean, after no. after what they spent on everything, they said with marketing, they spent at least an extra hundred million in marketing. So almost four hundred million dollars to make this movie, and it didn't even cover a third of the costs. I think they said it stood to lose 120 million. 120 million. But it's that. Again, again, you know what? Give me, give me a movie that costs fifty million. Keep it an R. Keep it fucking true, well, no. and it's gonna make and fucking also, cash. Also, people like to point. People lose their fucking way. Well, no, people love to point fingers at the audience too, and be like, "Well, you guys are entitled." Everyone thinks they're everyone's a critic now. Everyone's gonna hop on their podcasts and shit on movies. But like here's us. like us. Yeah, but you know what? We're <laughs> no, the people no, paying to go to the I'm movies. Saying. I know. I we're, know. We're, I agree with you. What I was gonna say is that couldn't be farther from the truth yeah. because the fans of the properties want the properties to be good and succeed. Exactly. You'll find people. No one wants the Terminator movie to do better than Terminator fans. A hundred. And you know what? It's a perfect example of that. Predator was the same way. Oh, the, the Predator, Predator was the same way. The Predator. We came waited out. for that Sean Black movie, Shane Black. Shane Black movie to come back out. You're a little brother now. We were huge and are huge fans of all Predator One, uh, uh, Predator Two, Predator Two, Requiem. Uh, uh, 
I Alien liked versus it. Predators. I liked all those movies. I did. I even liked Pre- the Predators, where they drop them that's into Predators. The, that's Predator or Predators. They drop it in. Can you read them? They also Google have terrible that? branding. So you have Predator One, Predator, Predator two, two, and then they had, and then you had Alien versus Predator, and that whole movie. lineage. I like that movie. That was really good. That was the one that took place in like the uh, Arctic. Then you had Predators, and now this most recent. No, movie. there's you're missing. No, there's Requiem. I'm saying Requiem, I said you it. had that whole line. But I liked all those. Every Predators. one of those movies was great. I'm sorry. I thought they were all but fantastic. But then you had The Predator, which was by far the, the worst, worst out the of worst. all of the Predator all movies. It made me rethink being a fan yes. of the later movies. Of the series. Absolutely. Like, the, the Predator made me not like Predators as right. much. I would it agree. It made me not like Alien versus Predator as much. Yes. It ruined... No, 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 no. I'm, st- I'm going to be honest oh, with you. you're I'm saying, saying it did for my, you. my experience... It made it hard for me. The only movies I'm really a fan of now when it comes to Predator are Predator 1 and Predator 2. Oh, no. I like Predator, Predator 2, Predators, and I haven't seen The Predator. Oh, you don't, don't want to watch it. That's Predator. the one we're talking about. And it's, it's that just, came out in 2018. What did it cost? It cost a budget of $40 million. It's, uh, it's the problem of, I made think... 100, $188 million budget made 160. It won't be happening again, folks. The minute you make drastic changes yes. to a long-standing IP that aren't Whoa. within the vein of what fans would like, you're going to get it. Yeah, but they did that. Predators 1 and Predator 2 was pr- probably the most consistent and they cha- Well, no. But then and they... they cha- no, but think about this. Here's why Predator... Then they did Alien vs. No. Predator. It worked. Then they did it Requiem. Did it. Okay. it did. I'm telling okay. you that I'll was talk a good about movie. This. Can I talk about something right now? You can, but I'm going to argue with you. Predator 1 and Predator 2 showed me how you can change and expand a universe without completely rejecting. You can continue that continuity of character. Yes, he did. And And the lore. Predator 1 and Predator 2, completely different movies. Predator 1, you had an elite squad going in that runs into this alien mystically in the the woods. And they have to fight it out. In Predator 2, you're in an urban setting. That's simply different. I liked Predator 2. I I I liked Predator 2 a lot. What I'm saying is that's a good way to like further expand the universe and change it up where you're like oh my god it's a cop and you're in a penthouse and the predators in a like it totally blew my mind where to see a a predator in that setting it's different jungle and that's the way to change it and that's kind of how they build it they went from the jungle to a concrete jungle and they expanded the universe in just some key ways where they started showing stuff like that's when we started getting the predators keep trophies of their kills absolutely and predators travel in groups like that's when we started to get oh more into exactly. what Predator was. We expanded yes, I would agree the universe. You didn't really know anything. That, to- and that's another example of staying true to the character characters. and delving yes. deeper into their personalities, yes. their culture. Shane Black culture. with The Predator made everything stupid and campy to the yeah, point yeah. where you were like, uh, you it's all stupid. It. Yeah, you should It's all stupid. It. Yeah. No, never I would meant anything. Yeah. Never, no, 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 no. Yeah. You should have, yeah. He, he shouldn't have written it. He should have stayed with the exact uh, initial... I like the other movies. See, I thought they were all good. the original movie works because it's both campy but also takes itself seriously that's yes. what makes you go like oh it's just a it's kind of like gears of war where gears of war is just this steroid f- fueled adventure through this crazy world where but just, they don't acknowledge yeah. it so it doesn't turn it into duke nukem exactly they yes. take it seriously they're not <laughs> no but they're not overly self-aware yeah. shane yeah. black's new movie was just like they acknowledge the fact that it's ridiculous and i'm like as soon as you do that spoof movie yeah it's, it turns into the epic I movie for that. that's like what i like sasquatch movies and you guys know that, and you always laugh at me, but I like Sasquatch movies until 
they they realize they acknowledge it. You can be as silly it. as you want. Exactly. But that's it, why Tremors worked. Tremors, Tremors. won. A great example. Tremors won. Dude, that movie came out thirty years ago. We and were it just is watching fucking it. Great. Tremors won works because the people in the movie are taking it seriously, seriously. as serious as fuck. Exactly. They are like, oh my god, there's a giant worm. There is coming no, no. from the ground and it's killing a, people. There's a giant graboid. Graboid. That's right. <laughs> we're, we have to pull vault, boulder to boulder. <laughs> yes. Or these survive. graboids. Dude, I want to watch it again. No, dude, I want to watch no, it. And again. I agree with you. And you can do campy yes. if the actors are taking, taking it seriously. seriously. 100%. Sam Raimi Spider Man. Again, super campy movie. Super campy. Ridiculous. First, but Doc the, Ock, the second one was fantastic. But the characters aren't self aware about it. No. They're, they're having fun they're with They're immersed this campy in the universe. universe. Exactly. They're immersed in the universe, immersed in that, in that area, and they don't acknowledge how silly it is. Yeah. And it was fantastic. Yeah. You have to, you have to, you have to stay. I think that's what we. No, I would totally agree with that. You and when you come out of it, when characters. you come out and you don't, and, and I mean, you didn't like Ghostbusters, yeah, the remake. I did. I think you guys, and this is what I will say about, not that the other two weren't good movies, and I will agree with that, but, but. Man, camera's already got a smile on his face. But you have to. You're looking back with some nostalgia on those movies. It's an odd hill to die on. I hate that phrase. It's not I'm dying on the hill. It's that those movies, are are they really that rewatchable? Ghostbusters 1 is a genuinely good movie. I like it's a classic. I rewatched it recently. Is it, and and yeah. you think it holds if up. If you are a parent and you letting your child go up without having seen the original Ghostbusters, it's good as you're hell. doing a bad job. I, I'm not saying that. You but have I the just, guy from Little Shop of Horrors. And I mean it. I think it should have just been... You got Honey, I Shrunk the Kids I talking just, to the fucking gatekeeper. The gatekeeper's hot as shit. I just and it's Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney you can Weaver. turn it around and you could do a good yeah. job parenting your child. I know. Have <laughs> them see it. Exactly. And you have Sigourney Weaver being possessed by Zool. And the same thing about Ghostbusters is there was real horror elements and in Ghostbusters 2016 and in Ghostbusters 2016 I would sell my kidney on the black market to fuck that version of Sigourney Weaver oh yeah the gatekeeper dude (laughs) oh my god she was pretty hot it is ridiculous but But Ghostbusters 2016 just made a complete mockery of it you had them licking you had them like literally shooting ghosts and then licking the gun licking the gun. I'm okay with that. I thought it was actually entertaining, but the problem I had with that movie is there were two cuts. Okay? There were. I'm being honest with you. There was an extended cut and there was a regular cut. Oh, look at Sigourney Weaver as the gatekeeper, dude. Just working it. Hold on. No, show her where she's like sitting on the rooftop. Where? Here? Uh, That's that's the one. That one. Dude. Yeah, both of them. Are you kidding me, bro? You kidding me? Dude, I'll fuck Zool. Show who she's being possessed by. And look, her, Are they look, at, Zool? look at Rick Romanis. Scroll up, scroll Rick, up. There's Zool. There's Zool. <laughs> this is Zool. Yeah. <laughs> this thing is in that, though. So guess I what? I was going to say. I'll be in this thing. <laughs> <laughs> to, to get, you'll be in that thing, even though it's going to be that. I'll but take no. Zool for a spin. No, and Rick Moranis is hysterical to me because... I don't know. It Dude, just it's works. a classic. It man. is a classic. I, I mean, I guess I've just watched it too many times, and I guess that's my problem, not yours. But yeah, her legs go all the way up. No, oh, yeah, they We're do. Getting distracted. Okay, easy, oh, man, boys. Wow. 
<laughs> Macy's biting his lip. Oh, Jesus. Look at him. He's but going, also, oh my goodness. another problem I had with Ghostbusters is okay. you bring in the original actors just for cam- shitty cameos. Shitty cameos, definitely You true. have Dan Aykroyd as a fucking cab driver, I and know. then you have Bill Murray as the skeptic, and it's like, oh. They're not Stan Lee. Come on. Exactly. And it's like, <laughs> no, it just felt, it felt ridiculous and i know it's silly to say that it's it's in a universe where ghosts exist and they get shot with laser cannons and trapped in <sighs> in contraptions i get me saying that they made a like they made Don't it too make silly. a mockery of yeah. ghostbusters who I, am i gonna I call just, <laughs> i just think i just think that if they had made it more of a horror movie it would have been better yeah and i think that of the original ghostbusters also they, they made it. There were some serious <laughs> scenes in Ghostbusters. That's my thing. There were some real horror scenes. You had the library scene. The that's library like, the around the That's corners. the first five there minutes were, of the movie. Not only that, but the scene where all the ghouls were shooting out of the, yeah, the sewer. And you had only well, creepy. The moments, it, creepy. the moments of comedy were selectively placed to bring levity. Dan Aykroyd getting the ghost I know. I've, I've seen it. I've seen it. And he unzips the fly, and I get that. Yeah. And Bill Murray makes the jokes, and he, he wants to bang the students. So he's oh shocking the other guy. I've I, I've seen the movie. I can fucking recite it. I get it. I know it is. But it's it, me. This shit here. This was creepy. What? All this shit. This is just okay. It's a just. A, it's just dated to me. It you just think is. So? If I know. Oh, it we're gonna get definitely pulled down off the fucking thing. Nah, we'll try. Let's yeah, there show we go. Them. Hold on. I want to be able to hear it. I was going to say, it's going to be the loudest thing possible. Why can't we hear this? I don't know. Here, don't I do, was don't do, do, I just was... You guys keep... Oh, there we go. We can hear it. They can't. Are we That's showing them? Oh, okay. Please. Do you want me to show them? Yeah. Right, okay. If we're watching it. Okay. Fair enough. What's like, up, Sigourney? This was creepy to me when I when I saw this. When did this come out? Like '92. I saw this when I was like five. Like here, five fast years forward old. to like the scene. I'm not gonna show the entire scene. All this. This was creepy to me. All this shit here. It's not creepy. It is creepy, I think so. You guys are just so damaged. <laughs> That's creepy to you? Yeah, I thought it was creepy. It's definitely trippy. Nah. Like all this here with the... You didn't think that was You're just seeing Sigourney being hot now. Or like yeah. this here? This he here? just keeps clicking on Sigourney Weaver being hot. That was oh. actually pretty well done. I was going to say. But, but... I digress. I think that you'll digress. see... You'll see that, you know, if you look at how people reacted to that movie, clearly it was not a good adaptation and continuing to ex- continuing to expand the universe. It is. I, I would agree with that. And, and it was a perfect example, like you said before, it was a perfect example of the people sucking off the studio and then punishing the fans of the original content for not liking it. And and. I agree with that. Don't forget who your fan base is. If you're making um, a movie, if you're making a movie, what is don't forget? What is that one director, Elizabeth Banks? She was blaming the audience because Charlie's Angels Angels flopped. Yeah, she was like. Man, I really you just guys just didn't get my version. No, you didn't understand you, what yeah, Charlie's Angels think you was. Didn't I? Don't think you understand. You need what to watch Charlie's, Charlie's Angels, Angels was. A full throttle. That's what you need to Charlie's watch. Charlie's Angels again. full throttle. That movie fucks. Both of them were good. That movie fucks. That's a great movie. Both movies were great. Give us the rings. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. love that movie. That Both those movies were Give great. Give us the rings. Is that Justin Theroux? Yeah. 
who plays yes, the Irish yes, guy. Give yes. us the rings, dude. He was shredded. In shredded that as fuck. Movie. Shredded. But the, everybody in that movie. But that movie never took so itself the too seriously. It, again, it was so over the top. And, so, and, but you know what they never did? They that, never acknowledged it was over the top. Yeah, the actors it was bought just in over the top again. Whereas with the new Charlie's Angels, they tried to make it like a spy. Like an actual spy movie. And it's not. And it's, it's like, not. Um, How about the scene where Cameron Diaz is going dancing with the guy in the thing? On oh, Soul Train. They go to Soul Train <laughs> and they're dancing again. And and she is just shaking her ass. And he's standing there with the two bodyguards. And he's like, and he's high-fiving her. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, she's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, uh, it's great to me. Yeah. You know, and Matt rings. LeBlanc has the cameo. Give us the rings. Give us the rings. That is actually one of my that is one of my favorite audio clips yeah. ever. Why? Why? It's that hilarious. Was, okay. Okay. But I don't know. I just I, I just think to myself that it's unbelievable. Yeah. That's a perfect example of it. Once again, L- L- they don't understand their audience. We were looking for one good example of there being a break. Uh, in like a 10 year gap in between an IP and the movie coming back and staying true and being good. We couldn't find one. We couldn't. could not find one before the show. Please, guys, we were email us at, at bucketofwin at gmail.com. If you or can in think the of comments one, down below. Yeah. L- just email us. us and we'll, we will talk about it on the show on the next podcast because I really do want to find one because we, we sat here for 20 minutes trying to think of one and we couldn't think of one. We were starved for examples. So definitely comment below. Comment below or email me at bucketofwin at, at gmail.com gmail. and, and we will bring it up on the show and we will cite who comes up with one and it's got to be it's got to be a what? new creative who has stayed at least somewhat faithful to the to the original to the and original. it was good and, and it, it was, was good. good but we couldn't think of one that we t- th- they forgot their core the audience. only one that was meh was the force awakens after the force awakens we also would have one the last jedi yeah yeah we did but, but i'm not watching it again i watched it once i'm not yeah, gonna watch it again i was gonna say but that was a fucking show, James. No, it's not a show. It's, it's not, not a show. Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Tech. Tech. Oh, we have to talk about the Mandalorian. Look at look at Karen and Mason keeping him on task because I do want to talk about this. I just won't change the title, so yeah, I refuse. He refuses, so we're talking about it real quick. Okay. So the Mandalorian is a new series on Disney. The world knew about it from Baby Yoda. It's a fantastic show, currently on Disney Plus, streaming right now. Created George Lucas. I. Uh, ILM, Lucas Films, and John Favreau, and and the greatest part about this is the series that's going on right now. Nobody's talking about, and it's it's behind the series, behind the scenes. Uh, take on the Mandalorian and the creating of it. Cameron's looking. He's no. giving me that fucking so, sign. No. So, so the greatest part about this show is the Disney tech involved in making the Mandalorian. Yeah. And there's episodes. Uh, there are one episode called Disney Tech. Well, we were watching the behind the scenes on the Mandalorian. I just said that. I know. Okay. And uh, I love when he gets. Oh, you just didn't. And say the cool part about it was that John Favreau. What? You're, Come up with something not, new. You're repeating me. It's not exactly what you were saying. I, okay. Is it? Is yes, it? Literally. The exact ahead. same? I don't think it is. He didn't say John Favreau. I was going to talk about how. I did. I was, 100%. No, I, was, I can't wait till we were play you, this Were back. you going to talk about the Jungle Book? Yes. 100%. And, okay. Iron Man. and how Man, he turned No, but I'm saying you haven't yet. That's what I was getting okay, to. Okay, go ahead, Cameron. Cam. You shut the fuck up. No, it's okay. okay. Go ahead. Okay. Well, in this behind the scenes, it, 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 John Favreau takes you on this linear, linear path. Right. On how they've kind of been pioneering this new technology behind... Behind the sets in the Mandalorian, right? And you saw how he did the CG work for. It started out with 
what was the first movie? Elf. He's literally started with Elf. Elf. Yeah. Then went on to uh, Jungle Iron Book. Man and then Jungle, Jungle, Jungle Book. Book. And then, and then Lion, Lion King. King. Exactly. And it brought him to The Mandalorian where now they kept progressing. First it was blue screens with uh, with um, a shadow LED. With lighting. Yeah, with, exactly. With, with interactive lighting. lighting. So they didn't have to do the interactive lighting in post because it looks shitty. We all have seen bad special effects. And it's the notable shadow. Example. And he's talking about the shadowing on the characters. Keep going. Notable example is The Incredible Hulk. That final fight between the abomination yes. and the Hulk. Oh yeah, looked the lighting was terrible. Was horrendous. Terrible. Dark as shit. And it so clearly looked fake and everything looked weightless. And it, people it was it, terrible. It took people out of the movie. Yeah. So John Favreau realized if I shoot a lot of it in as in person, as close as it, it's gonna be to when we start to move it in post, it's gonna look way better. Yes. And with the Mandalorian, they actually created this thing where it's a massive LED screen. Can we bring that up for them? And this LED Can screen. Can you come on that mean? Now here's, here's actually the, shows video game rendered locations. And here's the crazy part: all the scenes that were within the Mandalorian, I actually thought that they were shot out in the world, yeah, in yeah. Morocco, in the desert, at different places. And it's not because what they actually did is they came up with new tech, combining like Cameron was saying, blue screens, green screens, come up in, coming together with camera renderings with game engineering. Go ahead, yeah, it's a game engine rendering of the background. And the way they do this, it actually makes it so they don't have to keep re-rendering the scene when the camera moves. Right. When you're doing blue screen, you need to keep rendering the different images as right. you as you move the camera, right? So they but, animate the entire movie beforehand, all the backgrounds. And so the video game engine will actually move with the camera and keep the image the same and keep it looking. And it just looks so good. And it showed you... Just the craftsmanship that goes on behind the scenes. That's what we're marveling at. I'm we marveling at that one scene where they talk. It's actually called the volume. It's the room that they came up with to do all this filming in. And what it is, it's a 300-degree 300 room, including the, the entire ceiling that is all LED screens. So when they're actually shooting these backgrounds and these landscapes, and they're out on the desert, or they're in space, or they're in a space dock... I thought they were on these huge sets. It's a giant screen behind it. It's a giant screen. And they actually animate the entire background, what you want to see. And the game engine, using VR tech, along with the screen and along with the LEDs, is when the camera pans and turns, the game engine changes the background in real time. So it's actually shadowing and changing. So uh, all the actors and everything within it are appearing in that background, in that world. And yeah. it's unbelievable. So they're not having to go back in and repaint via blue screen and digitally affect all the images on the characters or in the backgrounds or on top of them and the shadowing and the reflections are not having to be done. But like the, the lava tube at the end of The Mandalorian, that is actually filmed in the volume. And the actual background is actually moving the cat. And here's the strange part. The actors within the boat that are going down the loop, down the, uh, the lava tube, actually were complaining about motion sickness because... It looks so real. Yeah, they're, they're stationary moving. and the walls around them are or moving. They and, appear to be moving, so it's and, making and them it's, sick. It's so unbelievable. That happens with me in VR. Have you ever done the VR roller coaster? Well, that's essentially what they built. It's a gigantic it's a VR, VR headset. Yeah, it, it, that's exactly what that's it is. Literally what it is. Literally what it is. What you put on your eyes, they put in a three hundred degree ceiling encompassing, and they change the flooring to match. And where your eyes else. would be the camera. In yes, this, in this sense. Yes. and then the characters are. 
literally just in front of the screen. It's and, just oh, and what's that one company that does uh, gaming? The that Unreal. They Unreal. use the Unreal Engine to make these backgrounds, and it was just fascinating to see. Tons of games run the Unreal Engine. It's so popular. I know. Unbelievable. It's it's so rare though to see that level of. Just knowledge and the creativity that Tech. goes on behind the scenes. And these guys are real experts at what they Unbelievable. do. Unbelievable. And it just showed how hilarious that juxtaposition is. Yes. Between these guys working with super, super sophisticated systems, giant LED screens and light boxes. But how is... See, this is the part that I think is so incredible to me. This didn't come about from anybody else. It came about from two things. One that we talked about, I think that John actually had the, vi the vision to bring in the different tech from George Lucas, from his films. And then we talked about... This is one instance where you have money bags. It pays to be with Disney. Because, because they have Disney has those All pockets. the fucking money. All the and fucking money. And they're going to be like, all right, we'll invest a couple of million into... Hundreds of millions of dollars probably to come up with the stage. Hundreds of millions I, I, of dollars? Because they said the concept... The first person, I believe it. The first person to come up with the room, and that's what they were saying, was millions. Of, was quite a bit of money to come up with the room the first time. And because we, as we've seen with his previous films, they're carrying this technology over, so it's not just an investment for cheaper. the Mandalorian. Well, no, that's what I was right. going to say. I guarantee, with the Jungle Book, over time, it probably racked up quite the hefty sum. But it's cool seeing Disney put the money into it and was like invest in technologies that other people will be able to I'm sure they're going to hold the rights to it maybe. Well, they hold the rights but here's the scary part yeah. John talked about it at the end he's had other directors and other filmmakers come through wanting to use the volume exactly. to make other That's movies saying, because yeah. they wanted to see what they were doing and what they were talking about the thing is they, to use on their films and none of that none of that uh, tech that they're using is proprietary, so people literally could exactly make their own and, volumes. And they did it's talk already about existing pieces. That's and what they're they, saying. Their their unique thing was to put it all together in one place. That was the unique thing. And just watching how this interactive stuff does, I know that actors are work with emotions, but it's crazy seeing you know them prepping for their scenes. Meanwhile, you have fifty dudes trying to get. Uh, the lighting right for the buffalo stampede that's yes. going to be going through this screen and then we need to get the spotlight just right and we want every shot to look seamless and yeah. they're getting the practical effects for the Mandalorian all the ground still has to be actual sand Yes. Yeah. so they bring in ground and they bring practical effects and they meld that with the background and I was just like oh my god so much more goes into it than you could see yeah. before. but And the other part I did love that even the actors commented on, whenever they were in green screen shooting, they all had four different people in a boat seeing or make-believing they saw four different things on the screens. Now, with the volume, they're in this boat or they're they on this landscape. See it. They can physically all see what the vision is of the actors, I mean, of the writers and the director, and they're all reacting to the same thing at the yeah. same time, yeah. which they all commented, now we we can all don't react appropriately. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's they don't have react. to pretend. Exactly. It's very immersive. Well, you it's know, just incredible. You know what we need to do? We need to break in to Maker Studios or Disney Studios. And we need to shoot footage for our OnlyFans in the volume. Oh, my God. You ever see a 40-foot me? Picture wow. me 360 just cranking it. 
Dude, unless we have a Just Zoom function, no on one's going to be seeing 40 feet of you. <laughs> all, all I know is I, I, I just thought it was incredible, the fact that they that some of the space scenes that they were doing with the spaceship yeah. and just seeing them sit there and when they flipped it on and turned it into the space travel, right. it really I, is... I was fascinated with how they were able to blend the practical and special effects. Yes. Like for some of the scenes yeah. they shot, they would literally build half a spaceship or a quarter of a spaceship and then blend that in with the screen and you yep. couldn't even tell you could have seen how horrific that can be in the past when you mix practical with cgi and it does not work yeah oh, the, the thing God. that really the exists sticks out bullshit. like a sore it thumb does. oh the hobbit was so it was the worst example the the third hobbit movie you had a couple of dudes in practical effects yeah. and you're like okay i get it they're going for the more practical shit. look and then you have cgi models colliding with them in what looked like it's some of the most fest. bizarre film yeah. you'll ever yeah. see look at the dwarves running into the orcs yeah, or the goblins at the end of the not third good. movie it looks like they're knocking over weightless toys it looks like because they probably yeah, were I was gonna say, it, it was looks like terrible. pieces of paper falling you're like oh it's one of the most ugly things i've seen but and john favreau's right you need yeah. get it as real as possible before you start adding in the cgi yeah because he even says that in the beginning of it film it right to begin with because you can't do everything you want to do in post and have it look good 100 yeah, and, and that's the scary part but I just keep going back to the fact when I watched this series, I loved it. I, I mean, and TV. everybody's I loved even, it. I'm not even a big fan of TV shows, and I loved it. But but I had no idea how much was actually filmed. I thought they were out doing it on location. And to see this new tech come up and see how they were doing the backgrounds. And then we talked about losing light. You've heard directors a million times. Oh, yeah. We, yeah. Have, we have 12 minutes to get this scene done. Yeah, we're La -la losing La -La light. We're losing La light. La La Land, I think, won an Oscar. For production, because they had this one scene. Yes. It was a one-shot song scene that was 12 minutes long, and they needed the the sunset just in perfect yeah. in Los Angeles. And you only have 20 minutes to get that shot. So a 12-minute scene, 20 minutes, you do the math. We need to do it in one take. Small window. So, yeah. the, and they fucking said that it took so long. It took multiple days of production. Yeah. They to were hamstrung. And I'm like, are you out of your fuck? There's, it, it's like the infomercial. There's got to be a better way. And they came up with it because John talks about in this where it they had. It seems so archaic. They, they had, yeah. they had. 12 hour sunsets in other words they could go on set and do 12 hour scenes because if you think back looking at the mandalorian since it's shot like a western a lot of the fight scenes and the gun gun scenes are done at dusk or yeah. just at sunset or at sunrise and they can he, do it artificially for 12 hours yeah we can get it all there is no limit because what we're going to do is we're rendering the background we're rendering everything in and you're game engineering it and, and it adapts to the camera and it's there forever and yeah. everybody sees the same thing. And if you guys haven't seen it, go out and watch the, uh, the behind the scenes. It's really, really interesting. Makes me very excited to see like where film is going in the future. Unbelievable. And, and what people can create with this technology and, moving and, forward. And this is one time where I guess having a lot of money pays is, off. It pays yeah. off. It really, I think really it always does. pays off to have a lot of and money. No, no, always, but the, yeah. usually right, it comes with shit, shit and they ruin yeah. things. Like we we talk about they that all the time. They sign the check, but once they sign the check, you sign away some of your creative license. Exactly. And this is one time where them having a lot of cash worked out in a great way. Yeah. I agree. 
So are you thanking Kathleen Kennedy? This is one she time. She didn't do it. <laughs> and you know what? This is one time. I don't think she did. This is one time. I, think I, I don't else. care. When stuff goes wrong, it's her fault. When stuff goes right, I, it wasn't I her fault. Her. <laughs> but she was sending it to table, and I'll give her props this one time going, it's okay. It's because okay. you know what? She don't worry. Was That's right. Tech. Bob That's right. Iger's just sitting there. Don't worry. Bob Iger's coming for that ass in but, like two years when her contract is up. Yeah, no shit. But this is one time where I will say. Big Daddy Iger, dude. This is one time when you go in and you watch this special you'll start to understand what a great filmmaker john favreau is yeah, yeah we're start oh. we're starting to realize just how great he is just the technical side of it's fascinating that's man. my whole point you're just starting to get why disney put him on the payroll and then oh, he's yeah. not going anywhere because shit like this when he produces billion dollar pictures and he did it for marvel and he's come back and done it I again hope he does I hope he gets if they do do more Star Wars movies. I hope he's he one of the guys. One. Why doesn't he get I one? Genuinely Great point. Him and Dave Filoni get one instead of. I'm so happy the Ryan Johnson trilogy got canceled. Me too. After that fuck stick made the Last Jedi did. But but that's a great point. Why doesn't John Filoni and why doesn't John Favreau get theirs? Well, Dave Filoni and John Favreau. Is yeah. that what I said? No, you said John. Uh, well, whoever. And Dave I got, Favreau. I got a little, whatever. I got a little energetic. Getting excited. But yeah. either way, they're two guys. I am also excited at the prospect of seeing that. Yeah, they need too. they need their films, and these are I two guys two guys that should well, get them. Dave Filoni has always understood Star Wars, so dude. He is a total fucking geek. Oh yeah, a total fuck, and in the best way. It's coming from a gang of geeks, right? No, I'm, I'm telling say, you, when you hear him talk in, about Star out, Wars, it's like he's staring at a pair of tits he loves forever. Yeah, I'm right. off. To, I'm off to watch more Warhammer 40k lore uh, videos. It, I'm telling you, man, it's it's the only way. Need to fight for the Imperium of Man. If there are any Warhammer fans watching, they they'll just, get that because they, they just went right over. They just my got head. they just got goosebumps, yeah. chills. I just mm. said chills down mm. in their spine. I no, can't. Not me. I just love this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I thought it was great. But what a show, guys! Dun, I want to thank dun, you guys dun, for dun, listening dun, dun. to the podcast. Remember to follow us on all social media at CSWS Podcast. Follow us on all streaming apps. We are on everything. People subscribe to the YouTube channel. Tell your friends. Help grow the show. And we'll see you next time on Can't Sleep, Won't Sleep. Catch you guys later. Later. Peace. Please stand by for further details. We return you now to your regularly scheduled program.